Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. I could... We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, man. Video in. Now we're doing it. We actually have a TV behind us. Welcome to the show. It gets me going every time, man. I am capable. That's what it's there for. Hopefully, it fires it gets, me up. Hopefully, it gets you going. We're watching a car stuck in snow right now. <laughs> That's where we're at, television wise. Yeah, I like this. Uh, yeah, it's a Weather Channel. Of what is this like? Top this is ten? Like, like no, this isn't Weather Channel. This is like uh, oh like, weather se- oh gone this viral. This is like Channel Thirteen. This is just Weather Gone Viral. It's just. <laughs> Just one of those random specials. I, I actually, I this like is this. Classic. This is the definition of Saturday afternoon, <laughs> evening television. This is what they do. This is amazing that this is actually network TV or what, or quasi network TV, not an ABC, NBC, CBS affiliate, but like a, like a you know a first tier independent station. Not, well, yeah, it's the original. You know? It's the OG. It used well, to be. It used to be the power, baby. Well, well, what was? What's this the, equi- the this what's the equivalent the- in Chicago? This. this is in Chicago. Oh, the my network. This oh. was. Do you remember UPN? Oh yeah, yeah, this exactly. Used to be UPN. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. But not W. What was it? WCU. WCIU Channel Twenty Six. You. That's K Doc out here. <laughs> that's K D O C or that's K Cal. K Cal Nine. What are the differences? What are the nuances between those two particular channel types? They, they seem the same to me. I mean, they're I just local. Know. It's local syndicated television, and then uh, whatever place Fenguli. Fenguli is the That's standard. a key thing for like a late night Saturday night. Yeah. Who plays like, I love the fact that they bring out like cheap horror. Because I remember that being a thing when I was a kid in the 70s. Creature feature in Iowa. And, and the beginning scene was like a, a close up of someone's eye. And then they'd put like different color like screens. It's a blue eye. No, it's a red. I was really base. I always enjoyed gems that you would see in the middle of the night. Like you'd catch Dark Man or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching Psycho. Three when I was in the like morning, eight years old. The Saturday night, the overnight movie. And it yeah. was like kindergarten cop. <laughs> yeah, bu- bumping into, yeah, I remember like from the horror side. I remember that like uh, on Saturday nights, you get like a, a good old horror movie. Like got I saw Dennis, this. Got I saw, Dennis Banks on this commercial here. <laughs> fucking. Do you remember the movie? Is there a 50s science fiction movie, Keith, that you actually think is that kind of works? I'm curious because I have you know, a few of my No, I didn't really head. ever see a lot of fucking yeah. 50s shit. I've, I, yep. And I've only even, like, the original Wicker Man I've never seen, but that's 70s, uh, right? It's, yeah, it's early 70s, like, weird British... <laughs> Yeah, British horror, which there was a thing in like the late sixties, early seventies of British horror movies. Yeah, welcome in though, guys. Yes. You know what the show is. I'm Keith Pazel. This is uh, my podcast. I'm here with Adam. We're gonna watch TV, make fun of it. We're gonna talk about a little news. 
some stuff. I got I had British hype beasts come to my work. Exactly. Do exactly. you know what a hype beast is, Crow? What is that? What's the so a hype beast is like you know the Supreme brand? Have you ever seen people in Supreme shirts and shit like that? God, I don't even think I look at that, so I don't even know. It's it's basically a cloth like it's a hype so beast old. is someone who wears like they're always in sneakers, creased hats. Oh yeah, yeah, that clean thing. graphic tee with yeah. like a fresh brand. Like that is a hype beast. Uh, that that that's a style of dress I forgot. Well, is... it's nutty. It's just yeah, it's just a brand of human. It's the kind of person that'll wait in line for sneakers like <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Well, when does someone eventually grow out of that? When should they grow out of that, you think? Or do they ever? I think it's something you don't come into until you're an adult. <laughs> you don't have the money. Yeah, you got to afford. Your parents aren't going to let a kid fucking, I want a Supreme skateboard. Like, no, you just get whatever's <laughs> at Walmart. Exactly. You know, that's so. The, that's the road. That's but, the road. But I'm looking forward to today's show, Keith, because we've got some good topics figured Football out. Football happened. The Bears got embarrassed. Like, we, you know, kind of knew was going to happen. Although, yeah, I mean, they, they got handled. There's no doubt about it. But. You know something? Because you know, the Vikings had played the Saints like th- on Christmas Day three weeks earlier, two weeks earlier. And, and I'll say with the Bears, if, if there's any silver lining, uh, and there's really not much of it. that the McCaskies are all old and they will eventually <laughs> die. Hopefully sooner as opposed to later. How the Virginia I can't even put this on Virginia, though, because Virginia's uh, she is a, a lump of human who has nothing to do with the team. <laughs> It's George McCaskey, who's Ugh. got a little oomph it, behind him. He's got a little age under his belt. He's not like an old, old man. He's like 50, 60. Uh, yeah. W- w- Mike McCaskey, when did he die? Because Mike oh, McCaskey was a guy like, a in the 80s. Ago, and they fired Mike. I remember when they fired Mike McCaskey. It was a, yeah. He was the GM. Yeah, absolutely. He was a part of that. They talk. I got. He hired Ditka. I got to unload some stuff, Crow. So. I understand. It's. It's. I, I got to get it off your chest, man. It's good. I want to hear the history. So after the Bears lost to the Saints, I think half of the Bears fans were kind of looking forward to this loss because then they were just like, "Well, we're going to clean house now." Yeah. Like yeah. this is going to be the impetus yeah. of yeah. the change everybody wants. Yeah. So the Bears lose. And they have this end of the season press conference. And for the last a couple of days after the game, the rumors are like, well, it doesn't look like there's any immediate plans to fire anybody. So either something huge outside of the front office is coming. Like there was a lot of like weird, like ominous vibes people were getting of like, well, why haven't they said anything? Like usually you have an idea of what they're about to announce. Yeah. And you couldn't get a vibe of that. So they basically... Because they knew they were making a decision people wouldn't like. Well, and basically what they did is they told their fans to go fuck themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And they could have just said, go fuck yourselves. Uh, So they basically said that they're sticking with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Now, Matt Nagy, you can sell me on because when he changed his offense a little bit and he kind of got... Uh, kind of got the full play calling taken away from him. I feel like when he spreads out his offense to the whole coaching staff a little bit and kind of tailors it, it can work. And yeah. and I think, unfortunately, you need a blue chip level quarterback for it to work because it is kind of a rah-rah run and gun. It's a lot of weird packages. Yeah. And like, yeah. You Match have to throw these stuff precision and, yeah. deep balls and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. If you can put Mitch, Nick Foles' brain in Mitchell Trubisky's body... I think you got a quarterback yeah, that yeah. could run that could run this offense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Negi, I'm fine with keeping. Ryan Pace has done nothing to keep his job. 
He <sighs> he said, like Dan Bernstein on Chicago Sports Radio said, Ryan Pace's quote was, I'm all in on Mitchell Trubisky. We're going all in on this offense to make the team better. All in was something he kept saying. Well, you busted. Yeah. And the poker table that is the Chicago Bears, instead of making someone leave a poker table when you've gone all in and busted out, they're just giving him new chips. <laughs> and they've basically they're doubling said, down on this. They've basically said, I know everybody wants wholesale changes. And from where we're at right now, that might look like the correct way to go. But we feel like we have continuity amongst the group. And basically, we all like each other. And there's continuity and look, I mean, look how, look how we pulled ourselves up after the six game losing streak. Look what we, look how we've all fought for each other. And that's what we're going off of. You know, I, that whole notion. So continuity I, yeah. was their big thing. Yeah. We we're all, we like each other. Yeah. And we don't yeah. want to hire anybody that we don't like. Here, here's what else I think it might be going on there. Let me just interject. Cause what you're saying, you make totally valid points, totally valid point. I agree with everything you said. Makes total sense. But the idea, I think there's still this theme in some people's heads. Maybe I'm totally overwriting this. The idea that, hey, if you have momentum at the end of the year, somehow that's going to carry over into the next year. It's like, yeah, 25% to a third of your roster is different. The team is different the next year. That has no relationship whatsoever. The continuity thing, I think I, I see what they're saying in terms of decision making. Then, man, you got to get some players in there. That offense lacks three decent playmakers. I mean, the Vikings have a better offense than the Bears. They do. They do. Bear defense was far better than the Vikings. The Vikings had a terrible defense. So that was a silver lining to the playoff game. I thought their defense at different times, they're just on the field for too long. You know, and when you're in the field, that's where the quarterback has to game manage better to give your defense an extra five minutes off the field so they're fresh at the end of the game and can do things. Like they have talent on defense. They really do. They have decent play calling. They blitzed a few times at the middle and harassed uh, um, uh, Breeze, I thought. But again, you know, and that was a good play call. You got to score a touchdown. They kept it that guy's got to catch the fucking ball. It was winnable until yeah. the third quarter. You know, what, what, oh, Wims dropping that ball. But this isn't. They, they were but again, lose. we're talking about the front office here. We're yeah. talking about yeah. the situation. Yeah. A, first of all, a number one, if it's not COVID, you are not making the playoffs. So you can. I don't even think you can take making the playoffs as a win in this argument. Oh, not at all. Not at all. It's not a win. They shouldn't have expanded it out. It should have and been you can't say, look at how we re, look at how we rebounded. Look at the camaraderie we showed after a six-game losing streak. Ugh. You shouldn't have been in a six-game losing streak. <laughs> the idea that you were in a six-game losing streak and this guy who has gone all in on this quarterback didn't draft definitely should have drafted Deshaun Watson Mahomes you can let slide because no one saw Mahomes coming but Deshaun Watson you draft him over Mitchell and you traded the fucking draft to fucking get him to move (laughs) up one spot to get him yeah and then you say you show you're going all in you say you're going all in it busts and then you go, well, We feel it's been good enough. He's learning on the job. That's a lot of what they said, too. Ryan Pace is learning on the job. It's been six years. <laughs> Has he been the coach for that long? The GM? Yeah. Oh, the G- oh I'm sorry, the GM. Six, six years. Six he years? had three years where he was the GM of John Listen, Fox, where they were pure trash. If, if and I can, a lot of people yeah. don't count those years. It really, his GM tenureship starts when he drafted Mitchell Trubisky. They said he has five years from now to show that this wasn't the worst <laughs> mistake in the history of the franchise that is i mean uh, here's another point i want to make and you and you and, and you're asked you're exasperate being exasperated with that is totally accurate you're absolutely accurate you got to get rid of gms i mean this whole you know the vikings have had rick spielman making decisions for like 14 years and it's like 
they're never consistently good. They have like a good year and a bad. They're just they're good and bad and good and bad. They can't string together three or four good years in a row. If you're gonna be in the Super Bowl, you gotta have like three or four years, I think, to build to that point. Unless you have some just incredibly talented quarterback and you can just leap that. But it, most teams don't get that. So if you can build a winning team, they cannot get momentum going. And I'm like, get rid of him. He's a rockhead, you know. So this guy goes from the from the from the Vikings to the Broncos. They sign. I don't even know who he was, you know. And it's like, how how are you going to the Vikings front office? I don't think it's a very well run uh, front office. You know, they've made some. I mean, they terrible always have decisions. The top, they always have a top. They're always within the top ten or five of defenses. Well, well, I mean, this year they weren't because they only had two starters from the defense. Yeah, but this year, last I still year. they probably had it's, a top it's a ten mulligan. defense. No, no, they didn't. They, 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 they truly had a, a. I mean, they had one of the top five worst defenses. They only had two starters from their from their team on the defensive side from last year. So that's going to happen. This year is a bit of a mulligan too. It's a, so that's why I'm like the, the Bears are basing a lot of decisions on kind of a weird year too. You know what I mean? It wasn't a real year. Again, they have some talent. Khalil Mack is an excellent football player. He's really good. I like some of their defensive. I've always been a fan of Eddie Jackson. They, they were exposed a bit at different times this year, but I thought they had some good play calling in that playoff game. But you're right. Again, we go to the, the personnel decisions. Their offense, I mean, they need like three or four playmakers. Allen Robinson's your playmaker. I'm sorry. He'd be a third receiver on some team. Certainly a second. But I don't not want, a go-to. I don't want this GM drafting those playmakers. And I just don't think I, I don't agree. know how you I can agree. I don't know how you can basically because when you're doing a press conference, you're looking your fans in the eye. Yeah. And you're telling them that this guy who's gone who has produced two back to back eight and eight seasons and a twelve and four season where uh he had it was the you, you kind of took the league by surprise because no yeah. one thought you were gonna be good. They didn't know how to play against you. Uh Trubisky again only played they didn't they've had if you look at their schedules over the last three years, they've probably had easier schedules like they've really only yeah. beaten bad teams yeah that's always a sign and i too. just feel like what they basically did is they said look some of the, some of the fans feel like that we need to make wholesale changes yeah and that this season wasn't good enough and we think you're wrong yeah exactly they basically said you know we we we, we hear you guys but we think you're wrong we were God. they're perfectly happy being eight and eight, almost making the playoffs. They know people are going to show up. Uh, they're going to make their money. They make so much money. Like 10 years ago, they took a poll all across the league yeah. of a unanimous poll or an, uh, uh, what is it when you're not a uh, fucking where your name isn't fucking disclosed. An anonymous. An anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, anonymous. You poll. almost didn't know that. Holy shit. Well, well you, know, you didn't describe it. It was yeah. like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what you said. Unanimous. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I, well, no, anonymous. I, I said I mean. when your name isn't thing, and you were like, uh. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was anonymous. Yeah. So they pulled anonymous the league poll. and they yeah. ask what team makes the most money and does the least with it. And across the league, everybody said the Chicago Bears. Well, you know, I mean, here's and I understand they look at it like a monpa organization, but they basically said without getting too into the minutia of how they they're a family that, you know, most teams, Arthur Blank owns Home Depot and he also owns the fucking Atlanta Falcons. Falcons yeah. The Atlanta Falcons is a side job for him. Exactly. It's a tax shelter, which is know? why they have, which is why he wants to just pour money into it to make them good, because if it busts out. He still has Home Depot to fall on. Oh, yeah, the Bears, yeah, I, care. I think their budgeting is a little where like the McCaskey family makes their like the reason the McCaskey kids don't have to work is because their family owns the Bears. Yeah, yeah. They can't the, the, just go all in 
and fucking well we we busted out we'll sell the team although they could get like three billion dollars if they sold the chicago bears that, that is uh, maybe yeah, yeah you're probably right i mean that that's such a throwback to hallis running them you know and like I mean, they're just the run. The state Hallis was notoriously they cheap. They're stuck in that mindset. They've yeah. said we we would rather feel comfortable with our bad coaches <laughs> than fucking stents. And and then that's a vibe you got too of them saying like, well, that would be really expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. To exactly. hire a director of football opera because we and then fans were even making concessions like, don't fire anybody. But make someone Ryan Pace's boss. And then this brings <laughs> Ted Phillips into it. He's yeah. the president of the team. Yeah. And he's been the president for 19 seasons. So he's been there for a while. I remember being there he's for a while. He's had 24 different starting quarterbacks. He's only made the playoff five times. Oof. Two, three Super Bowl wins. One three Super Bowl appearance. Wins, three yeah. playoff wins. Yeah. One Super Bowl appearance. Um, he's just been a disaster. The last yeah. 18 years has been embarrassing for the Bears. And I just don't understand how you can look at that and go, yeah. Ted's done a great job. Yeah, I, yeah, I Ted's know. done a phenomenal <laughs> job over the last 19 years compared to what? No, you, you know what it is? It, it is you're absolutely hit the nail on the head. I'm sure they have a certain profit margin and they're hitting it every year. And they're saying, you know, here's our goal and we're hitting it. And, and you know, this is a business and we're, we're making it. And it's just like, I, I, I hate that. You, you've got to do a better job with, I just feel like they're a very stodgy organization in certain ways, like kind of old school in a certain and way of thinking. And this you know? is what they've done. Like <laughs> back when that, does that make like, sense? Yeah, yeah. I just think they're stuck in that. Like, <laughs> well like it's the it's family it's the bears like that's what i was thinking about it today of like why am i a bears fan they've certainly never been a winner so that's not why i'm a bears you fan. did get to cheer for one super bowl i've never been able to cheer and for they a come super close bowl sometimes they'll life. be on the bubble of like a wild card birth and shit but that doesn't count yeah absolutely. almost making the playoffs does not mean you're a good team yeah not having a run you know winning a couple playoff games but i was thinking about it i was like i'm a fan of the bears because it's 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 the team that was in the city that I'm from in the most popular league. Yeah. And they're the charter franchise. Yeah. And, you know, I like the logo. I think they have cool uniforms. I like that they've <laughs> never changed their uniform. I, yeah. I kind of appreciate that. Absolutely. And then I just kept saying the word like, yeah, it's, you know, like tradition, like everyone in my family's <laughs> a bear fan. And that's when I was just like, dude, they got me. Like, exactly they know all bear fans are dumb like that and they say fuck these meatheads like yeah they don't care if we're good what's well, they'll bitch they'll call their stupid sports radio stations and they'll complain but there we don't need to be good and they pretty much went out there and told us that yeah and then and then the reporters were asking great questions like specifically what has happened over the last three years where you think that that you're doing a good job and they were basically reading their stock answers to questions that they weren't expecting and they wouldn't tell you how long they had left on their contracts they were like well how long does ryan pace have and they're like that's not a part of this press conference right now <laughs> it's such a like secretive like you're yeah it's yeah it, they you know it kind of it made yeah. it overnight made the bears embarrassing to football of like this is how cl it's a goddamn clown show yeah yeah i can tell you this much Here's my point, and what you're saying makes total sense. Your argument about basically they have you fish hooked. You, I mean, you're you're hooked. But I can tell you, they said the same thing about the Packers. When I lived in in, in Wisconsin in the '80s, I mean, Packer fans 
bitched about the Green Bay Packers because they were so fucking bad. They were so bad for two straight decades. They were like the Cleveland Browns right now or, or the Detroit Lions. They were a terrible football team. They, they, they were, and they, they sometimes had years where they're four and 12 for two, three years in a row. Terrible football team. And they're all like, because we, we know we're going to sell out every single game at Lambeau and they know they're going to be able to make money and, and, the, and they can do that. When it changed was when they hired Holmgren, obviously, that, that for whatever reason, some GM went in there and just said, we got to change the direction of this. And they, and they totally cleaned house. And then, another and then they thing, also got Brett Favre. And, and then Aaron another Rogers. thing they said is <laughs> they, got two great quarterbacks, they said, we ask for advice from other NFL owners. Like we talked to the owners of the Cardinals and the Giants, you know, those fucking <laughs> bright future NFL <laughs> franchises. The Cardinals. Also, they're in this dumb mindset that they think teams aren't going to like, yeah, do what you're doing. Exactly. Keep it up. You're smart. Yeah. Draft Mitch. He's the best quarterback. Like they think that all these NFL owners are still like this. Have their interests at heart. They wouldn't steer us in the wrong direction. It's the brotherhood. Like, no, they would absolutely give you the wrong advice. Like you that's that's a part of you defending your job is that you take advice from your competitors (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like it keith this is good you got some good opinions right now man it's working for me because you're totally right everything you're saying is completely accurate it's like how can you look at that so yeah why are they doing it and they're doing it because again they have a number that ted phillips hits every they have a range we have to clear 65 million bucks a year whatever the hell it is oh you're always in that range 65 to 78 oh you got to 66 this year oh you got to 71 the year before that oh you're doing a good job yeah you're right but that mindset has to change that only changes when you got to get rid of him i think phillips seems to be a problem i think it's he's not gonna to be, happen yeah, yeah that's not go. they've pretty much said that's not gonna happen because they think ted's doing a phenomenal job <laughs> and he doesn't run he has nothing to do with the off with the daily runnings of the team but maggie Nagy says he talks to him every day <laughs> so you talk to him every day but he has nothing to do with the team i don't know i mean it's just when you don't have a decent quarterback you're just jacked there's like eight good quarterbacks in the league and that's it you know and it's just a, a truly like the, here's where you know, i found hope is that not hope but what kind of didn't piss me off is Part of why they, they said, why do you think Ryan Pace, what what about Ryan Pace now makes you confident? Because he's the one who got you into this. He drafted you into this situation. Yes. What makes you comfortable with him? How has he learned on the job? They were, they were asking great questions. And he they basically, in no specific terms, said, well, he's actually listening to other people now. <laughs> I guess before he was just running like a bull in a china shop. Of yeah, just like, yeah. whatever I want, I'm getting yeah yeah exactly and now he's actually listening to the coaches who actually God. see the fucking players <laughs> and coach instead, them instead of just drafting players and going here make this work <laughs> they well here's the thing about it is that they haven't had a first round pick in the past two drafts and that's right? even what i think fucked up with mitch is not that he would have ever been great but they drafted him and then immediately saw how good the other two players that they could have had were <clears throat> and then instead of telling Nagy, just figure out how to make Mitch good, he was saying, make Mitch them. You think so? Make yeah. him. Yeah. We need a guy to come in here and make him the number two overall. But like, that's over. Yeah. Just make him good. <laughs> Here's the thing. And this is, and this is not any great insight into organizational theory, but it's a simple concept, but it makes total sense. I wish I would have heard this when I was much younger. Play to your strengths. 
What does he do well? He does some things well, and I, and I don't like Mitch Trubisky. You know that. I, I badmouth him all the time. But there are some strengths in him. He can run, and he's a decent athlete. They should have eight to ten scripted run plays every game. You, you can get first downs. If you get three more first downs because of that, you win. I, I can't stand it when Cousins is so rigid that when a play breaks down, I think he has enough athletic ability to actually run for some first downs. He can never do it because he can't make the decision. Play to his strengths. Trubisky is 6'3", 230 pounds. He's big. When he runs around, you're like, this guy's a pretty big. You notice him on the field. You don't, I mean, he has a stature on the field, I think. Well, then play to that strength. You know, Make him run, get some first downs, and then try to develop a bit of a play action pa- you know, game. But they don't let him pass on the middle of the field. They don't trust him passing on the middle of the field. And, and that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. You, you got to pass yeah. on the middle of the field on occasion. I mean, he gets six yards per attempt, which is just not good enough. You got to well, get Well, he's like, gone. You know, he's not going to be on the team. It's not even. You, 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 they're not gonna <clears> again, you keep going to the play on the field. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about the front office. But this is related. It's an interrelated thing. They are related. Like that's even with the. It's even, related. Even during this press conference, they kept saying, like, well, if we improve here. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> you have been bad at your job for the last six years. Why do you deserve to still have it? <laughs> exactly. I know. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're totally right. It's frustrating because I, I have comparable feelings. As I've told you before. Great. You yeah. rebounded after a six-game losing streak. I know. We, the reason we thing. lost six games is because you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the their offense was abysmal during that streak. They got destroyed by the pack that one game. I mean, didn't they have a The Vikings beat them in, in Soldier Field, and the Vikings were terrible. Maybe Sven Gulli can you know, cheer me up. They, they couldn't move the ball. Here? We got two gay guys in a boat? <laughs> Rowing the boat. Oh, it's a creature from the Black Lagoon. The small TV. Let's you know, bring this up so people could see what the fuck we got going on I, up here. I'm surprised they haven't remade the creature from the Black Lagoon. That seems to be He's one of the... boring fucking... You know, you wouldn't be able to make them a, a, a race. You can't you can't involve culture in any kind. Well, he, but couldn't he be like, a, you know, he's just a monster. That's all he is. They kind of did that with that Lady in the Water movie. Or what, not Lady oh, in the yeah. Water, but what was that movie where the chick fell in love with that monster? It won oh, an Academy oh, yeah. Award. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the picture, we, what yeah. we call it. Yeah. The hot ghost or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> the hot underwater ghost. Yes. Yeah. That, that one. It was I the, mean, that was uh, ghost, Del Toro basically. did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ghost was huge it was, it was a huge movie huge movie i, I don't mind oh ghost. fuck yeah oh here we go this is good oh and it's four and a half hours long yeah this, this is goes. what the fuck we're talking about yeah a little bit of this the world war ii nerdery coming up but but anyway you, you are correct keith you're correct i mean yeah. it's so, so the bears so to pivot yeah. out of this the bears are an embarrassment yeah i'm still a bears fan um but i've resigned myself to realizing that Worf, I'm a fool. Yeah. And that everyone who cheers for the Bears are fools. We've been duped. Yeah. Into thinking that they care. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Um, it's just their family business. <laughs> they don't want to win. Yeah. If they do, cool, but they're not trying to. So get that out of your head. <laughs> as long as you go into your Bear fandom now, just realizing that they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, exa- no, exactly. We yeah. win every now and again, fine. Yeah, it, it is. I tell you what, I, if I can just have one, two cents, two cents. What you're saying makes total sense in terms of, yeah, w- w- with the Bears, what they do. And when you have a bad front office, and I know from 
despising the front office of the Minnesota Vikings yeah. for many years. It's just there are certain things that happen. They're inexcusable. Like you should have been able to figure this out. And I've always made the point of the Vikings swung and missed on Tavares Jackson and Christian Ponder, who were both abysmal quarterbacks, abysmal quarterbacks. See now, because I didn't really watch them play ever. Yeah, and yeah, I, now, yeah, and I didn't. Now I know, like this is what you. This is what it was like. Yeah, they, they were because yeah. I thought they were okay because they were always kind of like in the playoff hunt. Well, it's because they had Adrian Peterson, who was a phenomenal athlete, and you cannot develop. This is the front off. You don't develop a good play action game with the best running back in football. How can you not do that? How do you swing and miss on two quarterbacks? They reached so bad on blunder. Question blunder was a complete reach. But then they also I love your nickname. Did you do you come up? With them do you have like a book no they're pr- a lot of them are on the fly you know qu- my brother and i will often have competitions where we have certain names but question blunder they reached for him after the last year of Favre because they tried recapturing the magic of Favre two years in a row and that was just a bad decision too they got caught up in the emotion of that i think they are trying to win but they what frustrates me too is they have talented players they'll have like three or four very good football players but the things that are their flaws just autom- automatically sink them you're only as good as your weakest link and then when they get that link fingered out, figured out then finger that yeah, link out when, when they get you that link, a link out when they get that link figured out they uh you know then dalvin cook is you know broke his you know broke his we mind. all know what what's you know on it's Crow's just mind, you know? It, it's it's just they, they cannot they can never get it coordinated and it just frustrates the shit out of me and when you have a bad quarterback or, or mediocre quarterback play you know if you have good quarterback play that masks so many flaws some of those packer teams that you know, now Rogers is on a good one, but God, a couple of years ago there were some not very good teams that he just made good because he was fucking Aaron Rodgers, you know. I mean, because he's so good. Yeah. So I mean, they have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl this year, which is I don't like. I yeah, don't they're like probably going to win the Super Bowl, and they I don't have like a pretty that good either. chance of it. Yeah, I think I think that they. I mean, he's having an MVP year. This is a perfect type of year for him. Crowd's not around. He can just dissect people because he's so good. I mean, he was unbelievable. I had him as my fantasy quarterback, and he was great. There's a reason why I almost won back-to-back years. He is it, man. He he was amazing, and, and it's it's just like you know, appreciate it because he's gonna be co- he's gonna, he'll be uh, he'll be playing for five more years. So anyway, yeah. it's frustrating. Football's frustrating. And again, this is to tra- <laughs> this will transition us into my next into our into yes. the next segment. So yes. even I was telling you, I, I a playlist on Spotify came up. It was the Rock of 1996. <laughs> You know, which is a big year for me. That was a yes. big, that's a big year for me. Absolutely, I was nine years old. I was remembering things like total, like had total consciousness. Yeah, exactly. There was no trauma fucking holding me back. <laughs> Unlike the earlier years. Oh yeah, believe me, I know too. Yeah. So, so it was big. The movie awards were the MTV Video Music Awards were the shit. Huge. Dennis Miller hosted. Kiss fucking reformed. Yep. Uh, blues travelers were humming along. <laughs> fucking God, I hate you know fucking. Uh, uh, who the fuck? Who's the? Uh, Here, here's my name for all those bands. Of the my joke, uh, it was Counting Ho- Crows. It was Hootie Matthews and the Spin Travelers. There you go. That's what it was. It was. It, it was the, all the, the great all together one. God oh. damn, that would be a fantastic band. <laughs> oh, they were. I couldn't stand. I'd love to see Traveler. that every day. That, that harmonica. He can roll, dude. That's like he. When you make an, an electric guitar sound like a, or a harmonica sound like a guitar, come on. He's terrible. 
<laughs> a big gun guy. He, he, oh, I'm sure he is. You know, yeah. So he huge uh, gun guy. Yeah, and, uh, the, the Band of Brothers is going to be. You know, someone has to tell Tom Hanks. You know, I've and, never uh, seen and, all of Band of Brothers and, and and Steven Spielberg. You guys didn't fight in the Second World War. Do you realize that Steven Spielberg and, <laughs> and Tom Hanks? You didn't actually fight in it. I well, just want to know. You know, you know. They got, you know, they, you know the secrets they have. They have to. They, 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 they constantly have to make good stuff. Yeah, the, the uh, <laughs> Giamatti. They, they had a cast in this. This was these these were hot actors, you know, in their in their time, you know, good actors, you know. So speaking of good act, well, no, we can transition into the fucking Versace. I was talking okay. about 1996, okay. 97. It was the peak of my life. Yes. <laughs> I watched Andrew Cunan and blow his head off on television. He didn't actually Bud Dwyer himself, but the houseboat was very much on television the whole yeah, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he was killing himself on the inside. Oh, yeah, he absolutely was killing himself on the inside. Why is the right channel on my mic? lower than the other one i don't like it i wonder you know when the person makes the decision to finally kill themselves if they kill themselves because they see that the right channel on their mixer (laughs) is lower than the left channel it's hey man it's all good i think it sounds great i know i'm just trying to be funny about being frustrated (laughs) that's what i gotta do because i can't fix it obviously i'm not going to take the mixer apart because yours is fine when you talk it's it's green even levels and when i talk the left shoots up and this guy stays down now that could be a problem i could be quieter in the right ear in peep i don't want to be that people are turning off the podcast now no this is a scene but yeah it uh is that the only German you know? Do you have to put the 99 balloons in there? <laughs> Nine Luft balloons. <laughs> 99 Zisch Luft balloons. That, that was a huge song. Because it's great. So so with ni- 96 and 97, here's you where I You keep questioning why these songs were good, Crow. No, Just no, that, admit. That song's a good song. Come on, Eileen is a great song. Oh, no, it's catchy. It's catchy. It's my. It, I think of being 14 years old. Catchy, and I do this too. Catchy is what you say when you're ashamed to admit that you like a song. No. It's catchy. No, I, I just... Catchy because it's good. It reminds me of a certain time in my life when I wasn't a particularly happy human being. I think that's the reason why I don't look at that. I mean, they're... I mean, hey, listen, I tried to do Come On Eileen on, on a, uh, on a uh, karaoke night. Difficult song. So the Difficult two best song. two best years of my life yes. so far, 96, 96 97... Yes. The Bears were dog shit during those years. Yeah. So the pinnacles of my life have nothing to do with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> exactly. Okay. If you ask a lot of these fat losers from Wisconsin what the best years of their life were. Oh, yeah. There's a 70% chance they're going to say a year the Packers won the Super of Bowl. Of course. Oh, it was so exciting. Oh, shut up. I had Dennis Miller keeping God, me alive. Wisconsin's such a dead state. Pre-fucking conservative dennis miller yeah, exactly. it's a good time to be alive yeah absolutely so yeah so what, what do you remember of that time? i remember being because my stepdad used to be a truck driver he had a period where he was a truck driver so he wouldn't Ooh. be home for you know which i enjoyed he wasn't yeah. home for long stretches yeah um and we me and my mom were watching tv she would watch us let us stay up a little later and watch tv and we were watching tv and the, it popped and they had the whole standoff with andrew kunan yeah and i would been aware of it for the two weeks leading up to that until he killed versace no one gave a fuck about this guy yeah i mean he was an active hunt like they were hunting him but that doesn't matter to people in shareville indiana yeah yeah exactly we didn't hear about him until he killed versace yep absolutely you know and then the that, whole lee miglin connection the chicago yeah, connection fucking to bj honeycutt from mash yeah yeah played him you know and he offed him because he was a old repressed homosexual well that's he you know <clears throat> well obviously and he just he was one of the classic murderer just anybody that wouldn't be like oh you're 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 not cute and then he'd just kill him 
Oh man. It's because his weird dad too told him you're so special. Don't let and he trumped him. Andrew yeah, Cunanan yeah. is what happens when you don't have the money to just fucking like <laughs> m- privately murder a hooker. <laughs> yeah, he he, he <laughs> You have to publicly dark, do it. But, but but funny. I tell you what though, that I, I saw that uh, two years ago, right before I moved here. And I liked. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a good buildup. I mean, they go to his teenage years a lot, and obviously they were just saying how he was obviously completely mocked, you know, as a as a uh, a young kid in high school, which completely fucked. Well, because his, his head dad too. made him all weird. He fucking yeah. this kid was carrying around stuffed animals when he was nine. Yeah, how upset would you have been? So in the show, they show that his dad gave him the master bedroom and made his fucking older siblings fucking crammed together in a small room bought this yeah. kid a car when he was 10 and the older brothers and sisters actually could drive yeah <laughs> i know yeah what a bizarre he would have thing. never been a killer because i would have killed that kid <laughs> and then he had to go find his father over in the philippines like his old man was a total con man yeah who had totally built a bunch of money and literally was running dad, away from the feds the dude who played his dad i think is one of the asian people in the third ninja turtles movie that gets thrown back in time <laughs> he plays one of the japanese people that can't well, he speaks english a little bit so yeah he uh yeah this guy this guy's a known actor he was in firefly you know so yeah. he's a young actor here they oh, had is that cast. benvolio yeah that's yeah. benvolio from fucking from uh from the boz Lerman, romeo and julia let's get a little sound here yeah oh no that's nate fucking that's nathan fillion yeah, he's in Firefly. He's great. He's the captain in well, Firefly. Does it, does it he's king of the nerds okay? right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're fine. Are you sure that yeah. they're okay, though? Yeah. We're looking for a different private, Ryan. This is just a big foul up. How do you, how do you know? How can you be sure? How do you know? <laughs> no, you're lying. And he just blows his head off in front of fucking Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, like Coon Annan. Yeah, I was. Here's where I was at that time. Here's yeah, what that's what I was like. I was just like, dude, I was a little kid kind of half watch. I remember people being kind of upset that it ended in a suicide that like my mom kind of was just like, I hope that they kill him on television. That would be fun. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, that, that's when that stuff started to really kind of happen. We could really video it. I mean, Rodney King was one of the first electrifying moments where video truly changed. Like, oh, everyone can see this. Here's the proof, you know. And but, the first Gulf War. Yeah, absolutely. That was a breakthrough, too. Of like, look at what we can do with these amazing weapons. We that put yellow ribbons away. on all our trees. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that. Bi- I was in college. I was in college when that was going on. I was getting. What, the ribbons on the trees? Yes, absolutely. It's a big time. You got to uh, support the troops. Do you absolutely. not? No, that, that 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 was very much the the the, the uh, you know uh, indoctrination that was going. On. <laughs> so I uh, here's where I was. It was 1997 when that happened, and I actually had come back to Chicago from Los Angeles, and was living in Hyde Park. I was partying pretty hard that summer before I went to grad school, living off of unemployment. So I took a three week trip, road trip. I just bought my Plymouth Fury three. Uh oh. So. I- <laughs> So I went from the Boundary Waters in Minnesota, and I took a road trip all the way to Maine, to Maine. So that's a pretty long road trip, and and, and I listened to it on the radio about Kunan. Where in unfolded. Maine was it? I, I Portland went. is a long way from LA. <laughs> it was it was north of Portland, Maine. It was uh, right near the town where LL Bean Freeport. It's very like New Englandy. There's a very New England feel. All the, New England, anything yeah. that anything with the word rugged written on the box was made in New England. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a very hardy, very craggy, fucking fucking. Well, you know, I've said this before. 
New England in general, you go north they're of New York. They're craggy people. They're uh, like fucking walking barnacles. The, they're also the toughest white people in the country. Their fucking sports writer's you know? last name is Barnacle. <laughs> Shaughnessy. Mike Barnacle. <laughs> My name's Mike Barnacle. I was I was born on the side of a yacht. I know, yeah. Fucking <laughs> Who was that side? Kitty Monkpoor or wherever the fuck they vacation. Kitty Bunkport. Kitty Bunkport. They weren't there. No, they were poor. There's some, t- I'm telling you. Toughest whites in the country are in the Northeast. The they really are. The Bostonians. They're not very warm people. They're not friendly. Yeah, but that's all phased out. They're all fucking multiracial hipsters now. Well, in certain areas, but there's still working class whites up there that are t- rough. Around. Connecticut, rough around the edges. Like you can go to a bar in yeah. Connecticut. You Black go to a bar. Rock, your Black Rock, Connecticut. Uh, you know, it is. Uh, it's you know, you go to Hartford. Hartford is a tough town a tough town like i mean you can go there and like there's murders going on you know i mean it's happening they're all hypebeasts they're all hypebeasts with guns they got their fresh (laughs) kicks they're fucking out with for blood yeah exactly supreme bullets firing out of their supreme guns yep i bruv that the people who came into my work talked like that getting back to the british hypebeast that came in and bought salads with no mass yeah and giant fucking (laughs) and then they had british debit cards that the chips weren't working because they were fucking EU fucking dirty terrorist fucking <laughs> chips because the Brexit had finally happened, so it just wasn't. Well, no gonna... one card did. So I think it was the bank. It was just some British bank that had nothing to that had no standing in the United States. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean for the bank? Yeah. <laughs> How dirty is your money that it's not? It doesn't. Yeah. You can't use it in the in the great U.S. of A. What is it? Bitcoin. Well, that, you're that, trying to pay with Bitcoin. That's why the NRA is filing bankruptcy because the rubles have been turned off. The, the rubles have been turned off. If a ruble's <laughs> not a rock, I'm out. <laughs> the, Rus- the Russians, is my point. The Russians have uh, taken the money away from the NRA, or a lot of money away, so they have to file for bankruptcy, which is a uh, part of their plan too. Boy, what a good plan! I mean, they are following through on it pretty well in their in their conniving way, you know, and, and they're succeeding on a lot of levels. They really are. I mean, it's, you stay, we're a failed state, oh, but they, anyway, they toppled us. Yeah, it, it's a failed. It, it's certainly wrong footed us. But the yeah, but <laughs> yeah, what I did like about the, the actual day. Versace show, what yes. I did like about it, that was fresh and different because I was kind of like, it's going to be good. Yeah. And there are things you can judge when you know a story so well. You're like, well, yeah. I'll look at the acting, how well they simulate like that guy looked like fucking Andrew Cunanan. Yeah, Andrew Cunanan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I like how they move backwards, <clears throat> that the show yes. starts with Versace getting murdered and then it works backwards to where by the second to last episode, you finally clear up like the first guy because he's the first person he killed was lee miglin yeah or no no, 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 there was the two dudes the two boys yeah 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 and then he killed miglin because that's how he gets to minneapolis yep and then the last episode is him as a kid and his dad fucking diddling his peen yep and telling him he's perfect yeah and that like and his dad's an embezzler he gets a job at merrill lynch and embezzles a shitload of money (laughs) and then goes to another company and steals money from like 97 year old (laughs) real late 2000 shit he was really ahead of the game yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he was a complete con man. He was a con man. He literally, there's a scene where he's running out of the office and the FBI is chasing him. And Kunan and he has to go was back impul- to the Philippines. Do you know what kind of. So then he, then, then he was poverty stricken after that. So I do it in a head. fun way, but Andrew Cunanan was a liar. Like, oh, I, yeah. as a kid, I remember, like, and not even his lying, but his delusions of grandeur, of how he thought he was more successful than he was just because yeah. he felt it. And I kind of at times was just like. Sometimes I'm like that with comedy and I should not be that way. Like, yeah, ex- oh, yeah. Like I'm like sometimes I'll p- kind of puff myself up and I'll think that like, 
oh yeah i'm out here so i'm doing it and it's just like no you're not really yeah yeah Yeah, man i mean i i can do it yeah but like you just because you are out here and you fucking do some open mics like doesn't mean like you're part of anything that's what the men that's the sickness of being a performer is and i've even luckily done enough stuff to where i can say that i am a stand-up i'm probably toiling i'm probably a toiling stand-up comedian yeah yeah but like it's easy to delude yourself into thinking that like well i've done this and that and like but it's like no um maybe hey you think this is yeah if you think that's what i was thinking like if i think i'm in a good place now and look how look at the the fucking like manic headspaces i've been in because of stand-up like yeah imagine the emotional roller coasters you go through when real success is at play yeah oh absolutely absolutely trying to manage that if, if you haven't had another career i'm hoping i'm hoping to transfer some of my skills from being in, in, in the work environment to entertainment because it still is a business yeah you know? it just so made I'm me hoping. realize that like oh my god being successful at stuff is really hard yeah and it's really easy to delude yourself and tell people that you're good at something if even if you're just okay at it and then yeah. you kind of start believing yourself yeah and then when you actually do get in a position where you can showcase yourself you're just not good enough because you've wasted your time telling yourself that you're good enough yeah and then you actually get shot down because you should have just been working hard like they tell him the whole movie yeah. like just work hard and you'll yeah. be great yeah yeah absolutely he's totally trying to get by on the gr- on the grift on the grift like with and those guys in san sometimes diego sometimes i do it yeah. with this show i'll think like well we just keep putting it out and like you you, yeah. you know the consistency people will listen and then every now and again i'll just be like no we just have to do better shows yeah exactly like we have to be funny all the time on the podcast and like like you just have to be more concerned about that instead yeah. of being like well i'll kind of you know i'm here so like yeah, you yeah. just put it up on youtube and people will come like yeah, you got to be more focused and specific with it yeah no, i hear what you're saying with or work. just like how sometimes i'll be like all right sick i bought a good i bought a good soundboard now we'll get twenty thousand listeners yeah yeah well like you I can mean, delude yourself into thinking like why isn't this working i've spent thousands of dollars on equipment yeah hey oh hey I, I, again delusions and dreams I sometimes wonder if there's that much of a difference. I think you can sometimes fog that lineup. But you know, some and that was don't Kun- get too but harsh. That was Andrew you know? Cunanan's battle yeah, yeah. of like his father was a fucking liar. Yeah. So he decided to. I think he had a moment where he was like, "I could become the most honest person ever. Like this could be a positive thing." Yeah. But he chose to because he was so embarrassed that his family was a pure fucking garbage fire yeah. that he just would lie about everything. Yeah. Just like, no, my dad's rich and he's just in the Philippines and I'm fucking about to study for the bar. Yeah. Like I don't go outrageous like that. Yeah. But there are times where I don't, I, I think I don't have enough urgency behind myself. Cause I think like, well, I'm doing okay. Well, you know, whatever. And then I, you can't live uh, off that. You can't live off the yep. thing of just like, well, you know, I'm alive. Uh, it, like I mean, you kind of have to have the you kind of have to have the aspect of failure always gnawing at your ear of just like nope you got to move you got to go you got to yeah, go no it's uh, work having to work a career gig that's very much uh, what that feeling is it's it's the next thing you have to go to the next thing you have to go to the next thing and, and one of the things I liked about certain jobs I've had in my past is if you can savor like oh I accomplished something this is a good thing it's a confidence builder but when it's just 
you have to go into the next thing and the next thing and, the, and it's, it's unrelenting, that becomes very tiresome after a while. There's not a lot of joy in that. You know, and I think a lot of people's lives are that because the pressure of just you have to get this done. The deadline is not happening again. Now, there's a discipline that comes with that that I think I'm, I'm able to apply a bit to performance. This was peak show Tom business. Sizemore, by the way. But it is. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he was he was in his junk years. He was a junkie here, I'm sure. But yeah, he, Sizemore was a, he was rolling. This is post strange days. Oh, I was rolling. <laughs> that Jake Busey. But, you know, but you're totally right, though. about no, it's Pepper. It's Barry Pepper. Uh, you know, you're totally right about uh, the Kunanam one. What I liked about it was, again, 1997, I was road tripping, and I remember I was uh, getting gas at a gas station when, when it actually happened, when he got killed. And I was like, what a crazy story. Like, like, what I noticed, everyone kept mispronouncing his name because he was like too ethnic for like <laughs> for certain AM stations. Kunanan, Kunanan, and it was spelt different. It was like spelling Gaddafi or something. They didn't get it all right. Like, it was too like, wow, he's he's foreign. He's Filipino. You know, like, that was sort of a... I just I thought he was a white too. guy. I didn't know he was like foreign. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought was, it was a white guy. He just looked like a white nerd named Drew. I think he did a good job. I thought, what's your face? The guy Penelope? from Glee. Yeah. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever yes. Chris, Darren Chris or whatever. Uh, you know, Penelope Cruz was okay as Donatello Versace. The dude. Zoni, with you, Zoni. Because got the lisp. Zoni. You know, I hate her hair. Matt. I hate Donatella Versace. Oh yeah, she's her a, daughter, dude, Allegra Versace, the little girl who inherited most of his money. Yeah. So Donatella's daughter was like John, John, Johnny's girl. Like yeah. he was like the best uncle, and she fucking lost her mind when he died. Yeah. She wouldn't speak. She went catatonic, and she basically inherited seventy percent of his. She she's worth eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's worth a ton of money. She, he left seventy percent of it to her. Twenty went to Donatella, and ten to some to Ricky Martin's character, I think. Yeah, and it was because he hate. I guess they hated each other. Donatella and Johnny didn't get along. Yeah, but Allegra, yeah. just lost her mind, and they basically said that she is a non-functioning adult. That she's Jesus. rarely seen. She's never had a job. She probably is just some, and she's so skinny. Poor girl. Ugh, Poor Kunanin's yeah. mom, too. Yeah. Got yeah. fucked over by the dad. Then yeah. Andrew became a psychopath. Yeah. No kidding. I know, the other absolutely. children got pushed away because Andrew got treated so fucking yeah. well over them. What a bizarre family dynamic. Again, you know? I, I was telling Elise, I looked over and I was like, this poor woman. And yeah. then I just go, dude, men really are trash, huh? <laughs> Well, some men are. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. These like the capacity to lie. Here's the thing. about yeah, you, you said with, with your lie. I mean, you would be lying if you said you've never lied. Of course, I've lied before, uh, but I don't tend to lie that much. I have a hard time with it. I don't feel comfortable lying. Uh, at the same time, I'm much better at withholding than I used to be. I was just an open book, an open wound when I was younger, you know, so you just get hurt all the time. So you don't reveal as much. But that was anyway with Kunan and uh, I liked the uh, the miniseries. I binge watched all of it. I, I think the guy who played Versace looked exactly like him. He really did. I mean, it was you like, know, I didn't know I, Johnny Versace dying was the first I ever even fucking heard of him. Oh, you know, I, yeah, he, he was. I mean, he was definitely like, I mean, I'm not a fashion person, so I find that whole world so superficial. I wish I would be a little bit more aware of it. I have a little more taste in wearing these shorts right now. Yeah, you look like you're fucking <laughs> Steve Irwin on his off day. <laughs> with my with my short pants, my short, short you know, Timberwolf shirt, even though you don't fuck with the Minnesota Timberwolves at all. 
You're a Bullets fan. Yeah, exactly. And they are the Bullets. But I'm at the end of they closing. They should just go back to being the Bullets. It, you know, they don't want it, it, the connotation of violence. We but can't even do now, that. It would, at the time, it was because Washington, D.C. was the murder capital <laughs> of the world. So it seemed off-putting. Yeah. But now it's just because people hate guns. The NRA filed yeah. for bankruptcy, by the way. I know. We mentioned exactly because, again, the rubles have, have quit flowing. The yeah. Russians are not the paying rocks, as much money. They, they're withholding the rocks. How how cynical of a move is that? But yet, how shrewd? How well, shrewd? That's a very you know? smart thing you just said to me, and yeah. I don't know how cynical nor shrewd it is because, aside from the statement, yeah, I don't grasp the concept of withholding rubles. <laughs> that's where I wish I was smarter. No, like, no, what, what it is, what it is, of, like I just I get the, of saying like this has this impact, but when someone's like, "Can you imagine?" being that cynical and i'm just like i can't no they're using it as the levers of power they're using their money and, and their financing in an organization that they know they can somehow that's why we got to get bitcoin yeah. cooking <laughs> and we'll fucking yes. just it'll all, all, it'll all currency. be solved with bitcoin we'll get all this fiat currency yeah you I, I say that as alex jones in my head if i don't just say fiat currency i say fiat currency god he's what a uh, an awful every now and again you got to check in and see what he's saying though yeah no i have i have I, i've watched uh you got to know what the bar is yeah that is true you can't just say the gay frog thing because he's gone above gay frog that's not the bar anymore gay frog was the bar but he's way beyond the frog he's fine with the frogs being gay he's accepted it. <laughs> that frogs can change their gender his daughter's a gay frog is that <laughs> Now he's upset that they're the gay frogs in the movies can't be played by non-gay frogs. <laughs> so uh, <But> globalist, <laughs> globalist, aka the chosen people. It's I such love a the globalist. Th- th- we have veiled. friends. We have friends. Leah Berman is, of a course, great globalist. Absolutely, the globalist. Like talking about that, that's like such classic, like Jew baiting. It's so bizarre. It's what Stalin was doing. He called them the rootless cosmopolitans. Yeah, the Jews <clears> in, in, in the Soviet Union, rootless cosmopolitans. It's like. You just, I mean, Harlem Globetrotters, we all know. We all know what that is. Exactly. You know, traveling around playing basketball. We know what it represents. Yes, of course. I know. Start a rumor. Maybe the rumor will become, a, you know, like, hey, like there's a blood drinking pedophile Kabbalah. I tell you what, the lying and the lies have been gigantic and they have doubled down on them. It's like pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, if you're going to lie, I mean, th- that's a true Hitlerian. You don't Hitlerian think it's dimension. ironic that the globalist trotters always beat the Washington <laughs> generals? <laughs> I mean, it's Who all their win? people. It's all their people. Did you ever see the Globetrotters? No, they were not a thing because the NBA was good when I yeah. was a kid. Yeah. I feel the like in the 70s, the NBA was hot garbage outside of the <laughs> Lakers. And they were just like, we need a team that people could watch. Like, we need a team that is that makes you feel like going to Walmart. I love watching 70s NBA. I hated the Globetrotters as a kid. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought I would watch it. It was always on ESPN at like 2 in the afternoon on Saturdays. It was just throwaway television. Yeah. And I remember my dad being like, this was the shit as a kid. And I remember being like, how awful was the entertainment? Oh, I loved that. that you were stuck watching. And then they made a cartoon where a guy would pull a phone booth out of his afro. A- absolutely. I used to watch that. I, I was... Because it was entertainment. It and was, it, was it was like <laughs> this, like the black, hey, blood. <laughs> What's up, daddy? You got Richard Belzer walking. <laughs> no, 
I saw them once. Hey, listen, they're fun. No, it's the pretty entertaining. Are fun. It's good. It's like it, wrestling. It's not good. It's I didn't not, yeah. know it was fixed. I thought it was just they. I thought, I thought they were just that good, and they played against bad teams. And then my dad was like, "No, it's like scripted. Yeah, it, it's they like a gag. know what the score is going to be at the end of the game. <laughs> and they, they have like that shiny pail. They always throw confetti on someone. You think he, it's a pail he of said water? He goes, they oh. always, he goes, they always play the generals. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember as a kid, I'd be like, "Well, what league are they in? Like, no, no, what is the deal with this?" <laughs> it's but by the way, Wilt Chamberlain when he graduated from Kansas, if he did graduate, when he left Kansas, he 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 played with the Globetrotters. He didn't go to the NBA because <laughs> the Globetrotters, in his eyes, they were like they were bigger. They would play in Europe and stuff. See, in that's the 50s. A just, that's a isn't statement. that amazing? The NBA should have been not allowed to exist. The second a player oh. chooses the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> over a professional league, that's when you should be like the league should exist well i mean much like when your general manager doesn't draft well for six years (laughs) you shouldn't be like well let's give him another run and and your team president has been to the playoffs five times in 19 years 19 years yeah it's not good it should be like honestly half of that yeah it should be it should be like maybe eight is acceptable and it should be like 10 or 11 and you should have like Two runs in the playoff, three runs in the playoffs sprinkled in there. I mean, you got to win a couple playoff games. Fine, don't fire him, but don't say he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick me in my dick. <laughs> it is, and yeah, don't insult. And my, my bear fandom's different too, because and I was thinking about this too, and we'll we'll move on. We got we're <laughs> rolling into the second half here anyway. We can just fucking put it's a great. bow on this whole fucking hour. It's great. It's fun. I've never, I didn't go to bear games when I was, even in the nineties, football was kind of an out of touch expenditure for my family. Well, we were it not, wasn't ex- we cheap. were, we were going, we no, were that level cheap. of poor going to an NFL game was just not in the cards. Yeah. I went to one bear game and it, like I went with my stepdad. It was, a, it was kind of the one moment where I was like, dude, he took me to a bear game. Like this yeah. is not cheap. Cade McNown had the best game of his career. Who'd they beat? The lions 26 to 10. Oh, yeah, that's a good because they're going to win that game. Marty or Robinson, Marty Robinson or whatever the fucking was their big fucking wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Was it? Not, not, uh, yeah. Who was it? Marty, not Marty Booker, but it was, I, I, I Marcus, remember Marcus, Marcus Robinson. Robinson. Marcus he Robinson. caught 100 passes in the season and everybody yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then did they have was Curtis Enos still running back for no, them? No, he was Cedric by Benson. Maybe? They had they had the A train. Oh, oh, Anthony Thomas. Anthony Thomas. He was actually okay. He he was an okay running back, but he was such a classic bear, Big Ten running back, like Fucking lumbering. I run a four seven forty. Suey back out there. <laughs> oh, I'm lumbering through. You know, you know, it was a good running back that people you don't remember was Neil Anderson. Actually, yeah. After Walter. He Payton. played for like eight years. Yeah. And because he followed Peyton, people really were like, just He's not a that dumb good. Floridian up there with Devin Hester <laughs> is one of the most not educated sounding people. Could have been a genius, but yeah. If, well, if, he had to, if he had to tell a communic communicate it to you, yeah, it was not going to happen. Uh, Devin Hester is an athletic genius, without a doubt, an electrifying yeah. return phenomenal. guy. He was phenomenal, absolutely. But they also depended on crap like that. They had that old school mentality, like it's going to be cold in November and December, because they still don't believe in global warming. It's going to be cold in November and December, so you win with special teams and defense. Yeah, you know, you also win with good quarterback play. The Green Bay Packers have proven that for thirty years. I detest them because they're not cool people. They're not good people. But I, but, well, I was going to say <laughs> my good. fandom isn't. Sorry, a lot of people are upset because they're like, I spend money on this team. I don't. Every yeah. now and again, I'll buy a hat. Like I've never yeah. been a Bears merch guy. Yeah, it's it's truly is, and that's where I even feel more because f- it's fine if you if you're giving up because 
you spend money and you're like, they're wasting my dollar. Fine. Yeah. Like that. Like that's a reason. Yeah. I'm just an idiot. Yeah. Yep. I just like the team. (laughs) So I'm a dumb fuck. (laughs) Oh God, dude. It's fans. You have, you have to pick, you got to stick with your team thick and thin. Because if you don't do that, you have no integrity in my eyes. You have to stick with your team through thick and thin. But I will bitch, and, and I have to assess them by a championship standard. And the Vikings are that once every 10 years. And so they have three more decades before I die uh, at the top. So three more times before yeah. I die where they have a chance of winning a Super Bowl. And it's probably not going to happen, which is uh, very depressing to me. I've invested a lot of emotional energy into my team. I want to just care one time. They've had some teams that authentically had a chance of going and winning at least two or three of those teams and it didn't happen yeah well so, yeah. i get i'll tell you what is going to happen guys yeah. we're going to take a break yeah and then we're going to fucking be back here in a minute and we're going to watch major fucking league three, three. i'm so excited <laughs> for this i am too actually i've never seen it be here on the other end of a break eczema or atop i'm desperate he's got 24 hours to convince the one girl he loves that he's honest faithful and fully committed do you love me you make me want to vomit are you gonna think that of me for the rest of our lives it's gonna be a long night a night in the life of jimmy reardon from 20th century fox rated r under 17 not admitted without parent starts friday february 26th at theaters everywhere River Phoenix is Jimmy Reardon. I'm desperate. He's got 24 hours to convince the one girl he loves that he's honest, faithful, and fully committed. Do you love me? You make me want to vomit. It's a step. It's gonna be a long night. (laughs) A night in the life of Jimmy Reardon. I think you two make the neatest couple. From 20th Century Fox. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Coming soon to a theater near you. Chuck Yeager here. Old soldiers never die, but neglected batteries do. That's why I feel better with a Delco battery under the hood. Seal tight and maintenance free with plenty of startup power to handle cold winter nights. Delco batteries and deep cycling Delco Voyager batteries. Land or sea, they're maintenance free. And now get up to $5 rebate on all Delco batteries. See your AC Delco retailer for details. All right. That was came in hot. We're back. We're gonna we throw on Major League back to the minors. This is a goddamn classic. Major League. This is three. Jaws four level classic. <laughs> I, I'm like all time bad s- sequel. This has to be on the level of like the best bad sequels. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the cast. I want to. I have no idea who's in this cast. Well, Scott Bakula. <laughs> I've told you that. Back to the minors. Wah 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 wah. It's just, you know you're getting for it when you got the stock guitar music. Corbin Burnson was still getting a check. He didn't care. <laughs> uh, Dennis Haysbury, he, he's still getting a check, too. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the people who are still riding the wave for, th- for three films. Oh, man. I, I don't know who that is. That's, I think, the dude with the marbles, the Asian guy from the second one. Oh. Is this the, don't tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play in a theater in Topeka, Kansas. So it's, it's Look, uh, he's causing some hijinks. He's doing like little baseball cheats. All right, that's it name-wise. That's it. Oh, Ted McGinley's in this? Okay, yeah. I know that is. Okay, I know that Kenneth is. Johnson? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I have. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Ain't nothing. Because he's cheating. Tom oh, yeah. Brady. He's back. Tom Barry. Is that his name? <laughs> Tom DeFilippo. That sounds uh, no, like the, a YouTuber. The, the, that's Corbin Burson. Corbin Burson was, he was scraping the bottom, boy. He was like, I got to still maintain. You Corbin Burnson is you the dentist. <laughs> Have you ever seen the dentist? No, no. Is, is that a, uh, like a where he's this guy who? Well, he's a dentist, but he like mutilates his patients. Oh God! Yeah, that's like a classic '90s horror trope. You had maniac cop, the dentist, a lot of people that would mutilate people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their thing, you know. <laughs> Again, I think it's all it's all in the shadow of Silence of the Lambs. That's how powerful sounds. Mutilating people? Well, no, just the whole like serial murderer sort of, yeah, and and some mutilation going on. I love how that's where we go as Americans. We we discover that there are serial killers that eat people, and we're like, let's put that in movies. Let's make this a, this is good entertainment. Because it's it's such a gross reveal of a culture. There would have been a Jack the Ripper vaudeville play immediately. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It it would have been scribed by uh, by. I was going to say Judd Apatow. No, no, it would be scribed by uh, by Oscar Wilde. He would he would have scribed that all witty, you know. Mark a Twain. Jack the Ripper. Mark fucking, Twain wrote a play about the Ripper. Uh, no, no, but it, 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 it would have been it would have been Oscar Wilde, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. So John Warren. Yeah, I have no idea who that is writing and directing. Yeah. Well, Jesus, we can bang out a couple of these stories we got left. So sure. Screech has cancer. Wow, I know that was you know he's such an asshole though. I don't know how much sympathy he's going to get. I think he's but not only is he battling a losing fight with cancer, but he's battling a losing battle with sympathy here. Yeah, he. Uh, we don't care, Dustin. <laughs> well, what did he do again? That was so. I, I know he was in. Well, he's he was just in, a piece of shit. He had a porno. Yeah, he yeah. Put, he put out like a sex tape, but not. He didn't do it the right way. He didn't do it the right way. Where it gets leaked authentically. Like yeah, he <laughs> fucking like hired a crew. Oh god! And was like, let me do a fuck tape for oh, you. God, that whole thing. The sex. Does the sex tape still happen? Not like in not in the Kim Kardashian way. I mean, you can go on. There's probably a website called sextapes.com where yeah, they throw yeah. you 50 bucks for uploading something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other than that, I don't think it's like that <laughs> it's not much a thing a, that they used that it used to be. Right. Yeah. It's sort of it's it's fallen out of favor. You know, I wonder why. I wonder where that's happened. I, I always thought that well, was kind of tawdry not, and cheap. People just but, got them on their phones, dude. You know how many yeah. times I've been at work and someone's like here let me show you this and then they open their pictures and they're like oh you weren't supposed to see that oh, like uh, their naked girlfriend or something yeah or, they just yeah. got like or even this one girl monica that used to work at uh my job yeah she just flipped out her phone to show me this gif and it was just like a whole roll of nudes like i saw them from the square like i couldn't see detail but yeah. like the second she opened her camera app the whole first uh, block was just like well those are clearly your tits. And then she yeah. was that she was just like, oh, you weren't supposed to see those. Yeah. Delete them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of <laughs> It's at the front. And Archive <laughs> those boys. Exactly. But no, no, you're not thinking that way, are you? No, it's just that like, bleh. So who's the who's the uh, the love interest here? She looked kind of cute in the middle there. I don't know, but she looks like she's probably in Northern Exposure. <laughs> Janine Turner, <laughs> five years off of Stallone's cliffhanger. She tried making the leap. She tried making the, the leap. I guess she's life, nuts. Kicking around the minor leagues. Hell, my ass has gone flat from sitting on hard benches and riding bad buses. I'm Her. Not sure I'm she's the love interest. More of the I'm same. looking. But this is something that <laughs> you know. Down. It's something you can No, no, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm joking. Crow. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I haven't been serious this whole time. <laughs> Cuz yeah, yeah Look, I have no idea thanks. who she is. This is a this is a anyway, not a, I, I, I can tell it's not a good movie. 
Come the end of the season, I, I'm, I'm quitting. Cold turkey. Hey, I know I how don't... to take no for an answer, but maybe... Uh, she's so low do down in the fucking... Favor. In the chain? <laughs> if I can, I'd like you to take... Unless she has a man's down. name. She's had, she's had no lines. She's a pure hitter. They just showed uh -huh. her face. You know, I don't think she comes tomorrow, in play. Right? Why don't the, the three of us? Why don't we go down and we could watch the kid play? I don't know how much Come of in. a love interest there is. <laughs> Isn't I supposed to? Well, is he, is, is Burnson the owner of the team or something? Or is he still trying to play? No. So Ted McGinley <laughs> is uh get back to the big team. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Let's get back to the big. Okay. Okay. Is that who I think it is? He's the owner of the Twins. I think. I think he bought out Burnson or something. <laughs> And he's just fucking, he's a hot shot. Look at him. Eyeballing, being all Chevy Chase out there. <laughs> like checking out women's asses as they walk by. <laughs> What's he most known for? Oh, well, he was in Revenge of the Nerds, right? He was yeah, in Revenge Married of the with Children. Jesus he's fucking, Christ. He took over for Steve and Married with Children. This is 14 years after Revenge of the Nerds, and he was still like a face, right? Wasn't he in Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, but are wow. you? Do you not remember Married with Children? I, I didn't watch Married with Children. I never watched it. I thought it was a lowbrow show when I was. It was a great show. Oh, I, don't be one of those. Guys, I know. I Crow. thought that, but no, I, I watch episodes. There's some funny. It was lowbrow. No, no, there's some funny moments in it. There are funny moments in it. I'll admit it. There are. It's a good show. You know, but I, uh, I, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just did not get into that. I was in college, man. I was thinking about so much other crap at that time. I was not. I was getting out of television, man. I wasn't watching it. You know. <laughs> I was making a statement. That's what I was doing. Like we like we are making a statement. Watching a Major League Three. This uh, this is a masterpiece. You can tell this is uh, someone's a high water. Well, we got to get back to Screech's cancer. <laughs> so yeah. So what cancer? Did we we, oh, we, well, we don't know what type. That. We haven't. He won't say what type. So how long of a, how long has he got? They won't say. He just has stage four cancer. Let's. I'll read the whole thing. Because being I, very, this is why I think he knows that no one gives a shit. Because they're being very just general or something. General, yeah. like I think they know that it, the they're just they don't want any meme fuel. The more <sighs> details we release about this, the more people are going to meme. Wow, having to manage that, having yeah. to having to manage that it's as just, as part of media now. It's wow, wow. I'm I'm. It's so, different, you know. Saved by the Saved by the Bell star loose. Uh, Dustin Diamond has received a stage four cancer diagnosis. Ugh, I'm sure that's always a fun call. That's a fun call to receive, I'm sure. <laughs> As a human being, oh yeah, you've got stage four cancer. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank so you for that So stage four one. cancer diagnosis. Uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, Diamond is currently undergoing treatment, but he's dude, not rich. He's he, doesn't have, he doesn't have Mario Lopez money. He's not going to survive. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, you're right. Dude, this guy's in it. The guy's in all those Tarantino movies. Walt Goggins. Yeah, exactly. He ended up being a great actor. Yeah, absolutely. Totally good actor. He's the best player on the team. A pure swing, and I'm a natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I like what you're saying, though, man. It makes sense. You know. <laughs> all right, good game. Why don't you get in the shot? I don't want my star player catching a cold. Yes, sir. Catching a cold? How is that? It's a perfectly sunny out. That doesn't make sense to me. Gus Cantrell. 6'1", 185 pounds, throws right, bats right. See? Yeah. 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 I had triples your rookie car when I was in grade school. Uh-oh. He's you the right? aging star. No. I traded him off one player to be named at a later date. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Kidding. Is, is that tension? See that it. tension is like yeah, you didn't being see established. That, did, you, did you sense respect from you know, that from that uh, slam? I, th I thought maybe he was like going to try. Well, he, he's setting me up. He was setting him up. You know. 
I got a rule. We're setting it. up that he's the mouthy <laughs> player who doesn't think that like he's just you know those players that they're just like I'm in the minors as like a stop through. <laughs> Not actually a minor league player. Oh man. Yeah, doing that as a job. <laughs> what, kissing hands? No, I I went to a few class A games in Madison, the Madison so, Muskies, yeah. you know. Anyway. So Dustin Diamond's gonna be yeah. in the hospital for a while. Um that just says a while in quotes. Oof, He's uh, undergoing chemo, so there will be at least another week, and then we'll figure out when he gets to come home. Uh, uh, by next week, we'll have a much better understanding of the severity of his condition and what treatments we will need uh, so that he's comfortable. I think oof. that's end-of-life shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually, yeah, when you say comfortable, it's like, uh-oh, hospice has been called, you know. I, by the way, and I'm waiting, for me, will be a very great days when Rush Limbaugh finally succumbs, because he's a... Uh, despicable human being that is a cog in this whole right-wing system that currently uh, uh, tried to overtake uh, the overthrow the government. And he is a part of that. He's part of the feedback loop that created this entire mass of people. You know, it's being... It's pretty bizarre. It's pretty you know amazing. You crows in second half mode when he starts talking like that. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I want to not... I feel like I blast the mic out sometimes. No, like, I... Crow, believe you know, me. It, you know? Whatever is blasting, <laughs> it's your headphones. Just tell me to okay. turn your headphones down. Oh, okay, down. okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe down a little bit, man. We'll just... We'll see about that. See how it works. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. I like it. So don't ever worry about she, that. She's having interest in him, right? So she's... She, yeah. Uh, she that 90... Him. You know, that high, the hairstyle, that would have been dated in 98. That would have been a dated hairstyle in '98. That that would that was more like a a hairstyle of, I think the early mid '90s. This is a what like the curled up. Yeah, that long, kind of longer long curl. Jennifer Aniston changed the look very much. So the whole framing of your face with those bangs, you know, that Romulan hair really kind of. That Aniston was the hip look. Gen X women, you know, you know, women my age who have like three kids and live in the suburbs, uh, they us? still rock the Jennifer Aniston. Like it's a you know what? I'll say this for this movie. They do a good job at extending the idea. The whole point of this movie is that he's about to leave baseball and they make him the manager of a minor league team. And that like reinvigorates him into the game. Like he's about to leave baseball. Yeah, but he's still going to like get his passion going. He's about to manage the buzz, dude. This I always watch this movie because the new baseball games, they got the uh, create a player like the MLB, the show. Yeah, yeah. And I always watch this because well, you have to be in the minors for a long time. Yeah. Well, is that Dennis? Is that Dennis? Uh, no, that's Dennis, not Dennis no, Haysburg. No, no, okay, it's not. <laughs> they get him to play. Of course, because he, he was the guy who was the, uh, the voodoo guy that's in the Kenny first one. That's Johnson. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, Tom Barry. Okay, okay. What else has he been in? <laughs> I feel like I've seen him somewhere, but I don't know where exactly. Where, at this, least you don't think he's like a famous black guy. <laughs> hey, isn't that Sidney Poitier? I think it's Sidney Poitier. No, no, no. Uh, initially, I thought it was Willie Randolph. <laughs> I thought Willie Randolph was having a cameo in Major League Three. Former Yankee second baseman, former Oakland A second baseman, Willie Randolph. You know, I remember uh, when the A's okay. got him in '90. Ooh, because they were gonna they were gonna win the World Series. He appeared man. in television. The home uh, he's in Home Depot ads, Sears ads, and UPS ads. Yeah, uh, he's had voice acting roles in The Incredible Hulk and The Wild Thornberries. But that might be the '94 animated series. Um, and then describe the actor who's best known as playing Detective Will Jeffries on Cold Case. That's a good gig to get one of those cop procedurals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was on West Wing for two episodes, The Practice for two episodes. So he's bounced around a little bit. He's done some stuff, you know. 
So is this like the is this the Barry Zito? He's doing Tai Chi. Isn't he just weird? It's so weird that he does this Eastern European stuff. Oh, no, sorry, Eastern European. <laughs> this East Asian stuff. The Eastern European, the Polish who invented <laughs> who, 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 who who invented yoga, right? Isn't that you know? He's so weird. He's like Barry Zito. Didn't I don't, that fucking guy who rapes women invent yoga? I don't I know. I think that's a meditation guy. Not a, which is supposed to be the highest form of yoga, I think, you know. But this, yeah, he's a, this guy, he's just, he's this weird modern so athlete. This, so that guy was in Congo, Apollo 13. He was probably just one of the, he probably was a token black guy in so many big yeah, movies. Look absolutely. at this role, dude. So he's got Congo, Apollo 13, uh, Space Jam, Steel, Air Force One, this movie, Fast and the Furious, Too Fast and the Furious. He's Sheriff Hooper in the, in the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, that's a good 10 to 12 film run. That's a run. Good for you. Right there. Bravo, man. Seriously, that, that to me is actually talent. Being able to be that person, he can still walk down the street and be kind of somewhat noticed and probably still gets a residual check every once in a while. First of the month, he's probably pulling in, you know, I don't know, 18 grand first of the month. This guy's like spacey, like not stone, but stone because it's PG-13 so you can't yeah. show him get... Yeah. Oh, and then they got the dumb lispy catcher from the third, from the second one. The guy who talks like this. <laughs> so this kind of like the dauber of the show. I, I like... Do we remember a- dauber? <laughs> what was dauber in? Dubinsky from Coach. Oh, oh yeah. The guy who talks like this from Coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <gasps> that those, those sports movie tropes. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, so many, so many. This movie is, you know, it's trying. I give it credit. Dude, it's again, trying. this is a you know? favorite. If yeah. you just look past, you're, it's not going to be good. Like you got, not. you got to take that out of the equation, fucking immediately. I, I want to hear what he, this is. The catcher. I thought you were with San Diego. Oh, I was with San Diego. A little control problem came creeping back to Han. Trouble making the throw to second. Yeah, second. And, uh, first. The- this is Third like little. <laughs> this is like the That's comedic the comedic actors of this time in Hollywood. Well, and it's just trying the to get their break. He's, he's yeah. meeting his kooky players. Yep. Why are they in the minors? Yep, exactly. They have all got yeah. They've got quirks and idiosyncrasies, and and that's going to sustain it. Which I could see this being an idea. You know, this guy, this this was made. This was funded. You know, they're still riding it. You know, <laughs> I love that. That's your criticism. This was made. This was funded. <laughs> but, but just the idea of they got like, clearance for a minor league baseball. You know, because it's not a good movie. It's, but it's but it still gets done. <laughs> Which I have to give it some level. Of, I, I got to give it credit. You know, it, it made it through. You know, and I could see why it would make it through. You know, we're, this is like filmed in like. I don't know. Oh my god! Look at how look at how. Oh yeah, Euchre. The Euchre Uke. was the key. They couldn't get the movie made unless yeah. they had Bob. Uke. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Euchre's funny. You know, he was always great with the Brewers, man. I used to. I mean, dude, he's been doing Brewer games broadcasting for like forty years. Oh, and he's the man. king of the dump button. He always has to dump out and fucking because he's Swear always and stuff. talking yeah. about people's titties and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just this constant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is a hero in Milwaukee. He is a hero. They don't have much in Milwaukee, but they got Bob Euchre. But what else does Milwaukee have? You know, you know the Miller plant. They're what? renaming the ballpark. It's not Miller Park. It's going to be like the Great really? Western, the Great Midwestern ballpark or something like that. Oh, you see, they got integrity. I, I'm sure they, the moron. You know something? I tell you what. I think it might be oh, American <laughs> Family Field. You know, the, the, American the Family Insurance. Yep. The, 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 that's a Madison company. 
Yeah, that's a Fortune 500 company. Is it? So the naming rights, they sold naming rights. They couldn't get you know? Target. It's usually Target. Well, Target's in Minneapolis, too, so they probably wouldn't do that there. So it's Miller it, it, and American Family are the only two industries in fucking Milwaukee. There are actually 10 Fortune 500 companies in Wisconsin, Keith, just to let yeah, you know. Yeah, but what about... Uh, Northwest Mutual being one of the insurance companies. And, and Manpower, a temp agency, they do temp work for the entire country. They manage it out of Milwaukee. Then they also have Harley-Davidson is a Fortune 500 company. Miller is not there anymore. It's in Chicago. Miller Coors is. Like I was saying. But American sh- Family is in Wisconsin. This shines sense. how little people care of Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> so again, so yeah, he, he, there's just the comments. It's just a very generic Just very article. vague. I think they're on board. I think they know that like, they're just like, look, you know, it, at most people will be slightly concerned. So let's not add fuel to this fire if we start speculating on where it is, especially if he's got cancer of places like the anus. <laughs> Anywhere up there. No, no. What, what, what I think, and maybe I'm, this is where my mind goes, I hope I'm wrong. I'm often wrong. Uh, I, I think it's, he might be on, on death's door, too. Uh, it yeah. might be close. It might be like in the next, you know, within the next month he, he goes, you know, which is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. You're 44 years old. Yeah. You know? Could be a Trebek-type situation. You know, if a Trebek was in his 80s, you know, so you have to. You see, <laughs> this is you doing those gags. I mean, he was. Oh Mr. yeah, Camille, he's here to highlight how bu- how like buffoonish they are. Hey, wait a second! Oh, oh, what are they? Is this prom or a baseball game? <laughs> the brothers Lopez are going. Oh yeah, they can't. They they're they they're like twins. They're either twins or brothers, but they fight all the time. They're the fighting baseball players. Oh, so and they're actually probably twins in real life, I imagine. Exactly. So it's like it's like twin comedy, like that. It's Benny the Jet Rodriguez from fucking Sandlot. <laughs> So all Juan Lopez's concern, get the heave. He's a hot Latin. That's what it is. He's a hot tempered He's Latin. Fired. You know? He's fired. He's fu- exactly. Do you want to break down? Uh, since I mean, we've been on a sports run. We can knock yeah. out Chuck Norris at the Capitol Hill mob. Yeah, I want to hear about that. But he wasn't there. This was a better story when I thought it was actually Chuck Norris. Yeah. But it's not. It was a guy that looks like Chuck Norris. The mop hair is kind of perfect, but... It wasn't him. So a guy basically took a picture and leave it to a Trump supporter to think he actually met Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> and actually caring, being excited about that, posting about that. Yeah. I, who am I kidding? I'd probably you didn't meet thing. Norris, though, because <laughs> Chuck Norris's people immediately had to get on it and be like, he's not here. He's at his home in fucking northern Montana, wherever the fuck he is. Yeah, exactly. On his ranch. Yeah. He's a he ranch isn't. guy. Oh, know? absolutely. He's a yeah. ranch guy. Absolutely. Feel where the side of this. A lot of is. ball players are like own ranches. Jack yeah. Morris owns a it's ranch. A good investment, I feel like. <laughs> what do you? How do you make money off a ranch? You get people to like pay for. Well, I guess it to depends. Hunt? I think it, it depends upon like what you uh, maybe grow there. If you actually farm a little bit there. So is what the show Yellowstone's about. We need to be watching the show Yellowstone. Do you with Kevin board Costner. horses? You can like you can like, keep livestock there for other people. You know, like we used to board horses. We had an eight acre farm from the age of five to eight. My job when I was seven years old was to clean chicken shit off of eggs. We would get a hundred Rhode Island Reds and sell the eggs every week to my to my uh, father and uh, his coworkers. You know, that was our little job. And we would board horses. We had twenty five horses that were there. You got a five hundred acre lot. You could probably have like a hundred horses there if you really want to manage them. Some people love Southerners seem to love that a lot. Like their essence of success again is like, ooh, I'm going to own a ranch that is a bucolic view and it's four hundred acres and there's a pond to go fish in and I can just do southern things and have my land. Do southern you southern know? things <laughs> that aren't 
Cousin, cousin sex and, and like, like yeah. yeah no no it's it's segregating oh it, it's, it is the essence of segregation if i just had my own land and 500 acres i'd be totally fine like jesus really that's a lot of land for one human being Too to old. have you keep your mule i want the 30 acres <laughs> straight enough got a young keenan thompson here you thought it was keenan thompson let's be honest <laughs> no 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 this is the guy we were talking like about before bet. yeah yeah. Pops. Yeah. They call him Pops. On the field, and I think you're my man. He need. He basically so, turns uh, him. What do you say? You want to give first base a shot? He he makes him the coach. Sure. He's well, he's guy. like he said. I need a coach on the I field. Yeah. I think he starts out the catcher, and he says like, "Oh, you're gonna carry whatever." So he makes him a first baseman. So it's and it's you got, got this psychopath. <laughs> this is the guy who can't fucking hold his control. Yeah, exactly. He's skateboarding. He's hacky sacking outside. Because he's some like OCD kid. Yeah. You know? And then you got this guy who I think, oh no, he plays for the Rock Cats, but they're all mingling. They're, oh yeah, this guy doesn't look like a baseball player, but he is. I think they nicknamed him Einstein is this, uh, or something. TJ like Jagodowski? Uh, is that an old Chicago comic? Yeah, well, he's a guy in those, uh, in those Sonic commercials with Pete Gross, you know, for 17 years. Oh, like TJ and Dave? Yeah, TJ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Dave Pasquazzi. You know, they made a career out of that. God, I was such a. I, I, you know, I should. You know, you should those are good commercials. Of. You can't hate on oh, those. Oh no, 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 no! I, I have total respect for Pete Gross doing that. I mean, he's a well, close don't they? Didn't he have a big improv show that TJ and Dave? Oh, absolutely. Dave Pasquazzi and TJ yeah. Jagodowski. They were legends in Ritz. Chicago. Dave's not in the Sonic commercials, though. right? No, no, it's Pete Gross in the Sonic commercials. Oh. They had a run for seventeen yeah, years, man. A seventeen-year. Oh, run. it's not. Yeah, now it's different interracial families that are sitting in the car. <laughs> Oh, 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 is that? Is yeah. That, it's just well, a different, you know, black dad, Asian daughter. <laughs> is what? Gay it, son, just sitting in a car talking about Sonic food. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Those exactly. Are the new oh, now. interesting. Yeah, they changed it. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that interesting? We've, we've made a choice. We've gone a different direction. But you know something? Uh, Pete Gross had a run. He had a run with that boy. I mean, that, that's like what you fantasize about. You know, you, you can do something like that. He made millions of dollars off of that. That's how you got to do and it. And he deserves it because he works his ass off and he's smart. He's smart. His notes have been... Uh, <laughs> Jansen Daggett, they, they've been, uh, I think They've been uh, to the point, name. you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was in for Jason Takes Manhattan. We've watched that on this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely we have. Jason to God. The horror movie Entree. Okay, yeah, this is the good player, right? Yeah. yeah, the guy. Yeah, he was like a totally good actor. Him over, get him in the score. Oh, and I think he ends up on the buzz because oh, yeah, he was on the Rock Cats at first. Yeah, yeah. And he's like pissed that he's playing. Okay. Yeah. Because he's just like again, he's like I'm just waiting to go to the majors. I'm yeah. Chris Bryant, baby. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, working his way up. Bow, bow, bow. We filmed this in a park in the valley. Bow, bow, bow. This is in Reseda. Yes. This is Reseda Public Park. Bow, bow, bow. It was cheap and the lighting was good. That's where the industry ended up here, man. They had great lighting. That's the reason why. You know, makes sense. He's the guy. I mean, come on. Even minor league baseball looks better than this. It really does. This still hypes me up, dude. There ain't nothing. I went to an Albuquerque Dukes game as a kid, and it was just a blast. Oh, oh, oh! Minor league baseball is fun. Absolutely. I, I saw agree. Raul Mondesi play. I think they had Paul Canerco at that point. Well, that, that was the Dodger system. The Dodger system was uh, was yeah. Albuquerque. That was always the affiliate. 
That's Tommy Lasorda died, and he actually was he was the manager of the Albuquerque yeah. team for before he became the manager of the when they of had the well, yellow ass uniforms. They, they looked little, like they looked like a bunch of arrowheads found in the dirt. Oh, they <laughs> interesting. Yeah, they've been. A, I mean, literally, Albuquerque's had a team for like fifty years. They're like triple the isotopes team. now, or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. The isotopes Dukes yep. anymore. Well, it makes me think of Springfield, like you know, the, the, the nuclear power plant is like the identity, the isotopes. Yeah, and they've been a minor league team, you know, for fifty years. I think for I mean, for since the sixties, for a long time. Minor, minor league. I was such uh, a bad baseball game. player. No, that's not the point. Oh, he's mad at him because he told him to bunt and he got a game-winning like double. Oh, oh yeah. I make that yeah. decision. See, See, this oh, isn't he's... about one guy doing what he wants to do. And if that one guy wins a ball game, even yeah, exactly. If that one guy. Wins a ball. I always hate that trope, you know, of just like I don't he, like that either. Yeah, the, that, the, the, that play the, the, the right way bullshit. Yeah, no, again, here's the way you do again, it. You talk about playing the right way when you've had a six game losing streak during a season <laughs> and then you kind of come out of it, but you only Where do you it were because you play against bad teams and then you get fucking rolled by two of the good teams. But then you're like, No, but we play the right way. God, we're, we're, I know. we're gonna play the right way and we have a great group and we have camaraderie. Go fuck yourself, yeah. George McCaffrey. <laughs> it's also like, yeah, no, here's what you do. You let your talent play. You let them do what they do because you're going to win because of them. So if the book tells you to do this, no, this guy can swing the bat well. He's going to make solid contact. Something good's going to happen. You let him swing away, you know? It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, th th that whole trope is bullshit. I was talking about that on the golf course today. The whole, like, we're going to break you down and build you up. It's like, has that ever worked? Has that no. ever worked on anyone? No. no. You just break someone down, and then they just doubt themselves. Well, and then they end you know? up knowing how good they are, you. and they're like, I'm going to force a trade, and then I'll go be an all-star somewhere. But that, They end that, up uh, Eli Manning their way out, because <laughs> he didn't want to play in San Diego, which is a beautiful city. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want to play there. I want to go to New York, so I want to go big time. That's also because I think the Chargers have bad ownership. They've had bad ownership for a while. Well, they don't have you know? a team anymore. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they moved up here. Oh, L.A. This is the guy who's like Barry Zito. He's like, ooh, he's so unconventional. Look at what he's, is he a ballet dancer or is he a baseball player? Well, he's helping oh, pop, you know. taking a little bit of them pounds off. You know, oh. See, this is his mission. He's got to make, he's got to figure out to make how to, per the how personalities to the gel, yeah. man. <laughs> and you know goddamn well they're doing a worst to first type of scenario. Of course. That, that, that's going to be the theme. Right? That, 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 that's all it is. Right? I, I never saw Major League Two. They, do you want me to tell you, well, well, we're going to get there, maybe. Um, they have to play the Minnesota Twins at the end of this. <laughs> How does that happen? Was it some exhibition? It's a bet. They, they have a bet. Like, <laughs> Dracula basically says, my, my fucking boys that are playing all together can beat your team of superstars. It's basically the thing of, like, can fucking David versus Goliath, can, can the machine beat the fucking highly rated stars the, the talent yeah yes no as a matter of fact it can't because they're talented they have they can hit a baseball better than your team can they can throw it harder and better they have better breaking stuff than your team they take better steroids they will never although i could tell you there was at one time these are roided up junkies this is 1998 for christ's sake the detroit tigers were so bad in 1996 back to that year they were Great so year. bad again they, they, nothing they, based in sports how good were the a's terrible right oh uh, they, they were middle of the road it was the first year after fucking ruben sierra out there yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was it was a uh, larusa had already left he left in 95 so it was a new regime uh the ball was juiced that year so they had six guys they still have mark mcguire uh they had six guys who had 20 home runs or more 
You know, Ernie Young was a center fielder. Terry Steinbeck had 34 home runs. He never had more than like 18 in a season his entire career. He had 34 home runs that year, but they were uh, they weren't good. The Tigers were so bad they lost their AAA affiliate. The Toledo Mudhens beat the major league team in an exhibition game 14 to nothing. The major league team got beat by the AAA team. <laughs> That's how bad the Tigers were. I think they lost like it was like 118 games that year. They were like truly a bad baseball team. You know? Oh, yeah, that was right before they hired fucking Leland, Leyland. Yeah, because yeah, they, they set the goddamn they, record. They and, bought and they traded out. for fucking uh, Maglio or Donias. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was. I remember getting. I, I didn't understand why, why the White Sox ever traded him. I thought he was a pretty good player. Because he was going to end up wanting money. This was before the White Sox were fucking opening up them purses. Reinsdorf was just so in the bulls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His, his attention was divided. Um, they're about to get embarrassed here. Look here at you him. go. He you threw see? the ball. That's a big thing for this him. This is going to happen to the Bowie. Oh, there we go. They've won three games in a row. They're on the bus. They're gelling. Although it's the minors, so it doesn't really matter. The sporting news was still a fucking paper. Do you remember the sporting news I TV to... show, the sports writers, where they would have all the fucking... fucking uh... Burt Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, the, they'd yeah. have their fucking report cards in their fucking hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like, and the like smoking cigars and shit. Yeah, yeah like old sport. Yeah, I remember that show. Their fucking press cards and their darbies. Absolutely. Here he, we go. Here's Serrano. This is so by they, the way, they get, was... the, they get the Japanese guy back from part two. The you have no marbles guy. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> He's a pirate. Later. <laughs> This is his job. Yeah, that's he's a, got a goddamn. That's a funny game. idea. He's a miniature. He manages a miniature golf course. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Did your part to beautify America. I do. I do. So we're gonna go over this. By the way, that is not the same. Dennis Dennis Hasbury, whatever his character, that is not the same. What he what he was in the first major league. It's it's just a different like Af. This is an African daishiki he's wearing. Oh yeah. And he yeah. was like a, like a Caribbean he's just a guy different before. Religion. He's a different religion it, it, at this it's, point. It's it's quite racist. <laughs> you got to put him in some kind. Of, this you get away with it in 1998. Absolutely. I mean, they're surprised there's not a goddamn bone through his nose. <laughs> yeah, making it that obvious. So we're gonna yeah. go through the seven types of shitty NFL coaches. Oh, this will probably I love take it. us through the fucking. I love here. it. Very sportsy it. show today, huh? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, you know, it's. We're connecting on that level, maybe the NFL playoffs are on, hey, you know, you know, like I said earlier, as long as you talk into a semi expensive microphone, people will listen. If you do it. Yeah. If you make it compelling, you, know? you just do it enough. You drink well, Keith. So this was You're focusing well. Seriously. Uh, this was a, a piece in the defector uh, credit to 670 the score to bring this to my attention. So I'm not going to go to I'm going to try and avoid the takes they went in on it. So again, they brought it up because this guy in the first paragraph brings up Mike Ditka as a, an example of a blowhard. Again, so I want to say the seven arc. I will quite yeah. uh, read a quote about how bad he says Mike Ditka was. And yeah. this is what and the Bears still have this mentality. Yeah, this is still a mentality of why I hate the front office of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So uh, he goes, yes, the Saints let Dicka be GM for those years. Um, here we go. Uh, I can't believe they did that. Because he says Adam Gase is not as bad a head coach as people say he is. The, uh, the head coach of the Jets, people are saying right now he might be like the worst coach in the NFL. Yeah, that could be some New York hype. Yeah. Um, so he goes, uh, why does the mic, the fucking, hold on. The level keeps bouncing around on me. So yeah, you sound good to me. No, I know this is this is all minutia shit. I'm talking about okay, like okay. millimeters of 
yeah. of loudness here. No, but you got a good point though. Yeah, the, the, we, we have these seven archetype coaches. Yeah, but let I me read, read this, this about weekend. Ditka. It's he goes, yeah. Saints era Mike Ditka. Uh, he goes, was end stage college football head coach bad. He had no brain and still doesn't. He thought strategy was for pussies. He thought his charisma would get him by when he had none to speak of. He did no actual work. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they gave him the fucking the kitchen they thought they were getting like parcels we're getting <laughs> Ditka's likes parcels he said you know? saints era ditka was the worst head coach he had ever seen yeah he coached yeah he was pretty bad they were a bad team they were a bad team man yeah the, he, the game had passed him by man he was it was over man so the you first know? one is blowhard <laughs> which uh, is what he was exactly. loud promises to be physical which is a quality that literally every <laughs> nfl team possesses hailed as a disciplinarian which means that his players despise him uh, if that reminds you of greg williams the gays fired a couple of weeks back your instincts would be correct uh, then they have fake guru uh, young or at least young-ish flourished under a good head coach. Every that's fake guru could be anyone under an Andy Reid coaching tree or <sighs> yeah uh, or Belichick or Holmgren yeah or Gruden. I think has a little bit of a tree underneath him because isn't John Harbaugh a, a Gruden guy? No, I, I think Harbaugh is actually a Reid guy. Uh, he was and Sean Payton's got himself a little tree. There's like Saints. I mean Ryan Pace, the Bears guy, is uh, a fucking uh, Saints. Uh, Payton was under Didka, but he was also under Parcells is where he actually I think. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think he played for the Bears. Actually, in the late eighties, Peyton did. Sean Peyton did. I think he was a replacement bear. But yeah, he was absolutely play. a replacement yeah. player with yeah. like fucking Steve Fisher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah so, okay, fake yeah. guru would be your Mark Trestman. Did fucking the Vikings ever have a fake guru? Uh, I think they were thinking they were getting a good coach when they hired Brad Childress. Because he was co- he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, but he was not the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Andy Reid was the offensive right. coordinator for the Eagles, not Brad Childress. And they got him. They won in spite of him when they had Far. And Far just was the coach. He, he would he was notorious. Like like uh, uh, Childress would put a play in, and he would just change it all the time. He changed plays. He's like, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this instead. And he was so successful, you couldn't Here argue. Here we go. With I him, think here's know? the bet. Press coverage. My like center he knew, fielder is threatening you know? to quit because he wants to become a male model. <laughs> yeah, my shortstop and my second baseman. Oh, so he, he's the GM of the, of the Twins? The yes. Corbin Burnson is? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he might have bought him. He owns him. Yeah, because he was like he had Baseball money. Baseball is a primary yeah. concern for, for how many? He's drinking a scotch. Oh, they have their bet? 14. Maybe. 14 what? People? I don't know. But the team is bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're playing in the Metrodome, which is such a bad baseball stadium. God, it was a bad baseball They probably stadium. got one Ugh. shot to stand on the field. I saw they, so they, many I think games this is there. the last time they're in the, the Hump Dome. Ugh. I saw so many games in the Metrodome growing up as a teenager, early teens. And, and depressing memories because the Twins were a complete thorn in the side of the A's back then. They won two World Series in 87 and 91. When they had Harmon Killebrew? No, no, it wasn't that old. Jeez, it was Kirby Puckett. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. When they, yeah. I remember Rod Carew. I remember Rod Carew playing he, for the yeah, Twins. Yeah, he swung the bat like Harmon Killebrew. Rod mm. Carew held the bat like someone from the 1820s. <laughs> it was very loose in his hand. Charlie Lau theory of hitting. Why is that? I have Here no memory. Of Harmon. Here we go. It's every man for himself. Nobody's playing for the team. Well, that's right. We got a few bad eggs who are spoiling it for everyone else. Well, you see, when you have major talent, Big you t- get major personalities. Maybe you got too much talent and not enough team. 
Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, this game is about nine guys working as one. <laughs> they don't have to be the best nine guys who ever lived. They just gotta work together. You need one. You need no, one of the best that ever lived. Yeah, and, and you so need two or three very talented players nine guys in there working too. Together as one. Come you on, you come can on. get like you know J the Joe Creedys of the world talking about Jack McKeon and shit. <laughs> that type of rah rah yeah. shit. <laughs> McKeon was a good manager for the uh, for the Marlins. You know, he was good. Yeah, you get those cocksuckers beat the fucking yeah, Cubs. absolutely. You don't got to tell me about the goddamn Florida Marlins. When bro. I was a kid, and when I was nine years old, McKeon was a manager of the A's. That's the first manager I remember was Jack McKeon. How crazy is that? An old baseball guy just hung around. Hung around the game for a long time. Then got his moment of glory. I think the issue for me with this movie is that none of them look like baseball people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're just like actors. Like that looks like yeah. the guy from Married with Children. <laughs> Yeah, the casting in this, it's just like, it, it's basically, like, okay, these actors want to work. They want to make a little bit of money. We can get some financing. Let's do this. Also, the poor girl has, she I has, think, spoken four times. I think that was her line. Waiter. Yeah, there's no, you don't believe the romance. There was she's, Renee Russo she's in looked, the first one. She's looked longingly at Scott Bakula. Yeah. Who you could tell had just cut his mullet off this year. Yeah, exactly. He was just getting Enterprise. Exactly. <laughs> or what the fuck? No, well, that was fucking Roy Scheider in Enterprise, wasn't it? <laughs> no, they're thinking of that submarine movie. That was like in the early nineties. He had a submarine. I don't know. It's called like Underworld. Sequest. Sea. Yeah, Sequest. That's what it was. Exactly. It was. It, it was trying to be like Star Trek Underwater. It's, Jonathan it, Brandis was it in that. Failed miserably. There, Wesley Crusher. He ended up hanging himself and shit. Whoa! Really. Yeah, he was friends with fucking uh, with uh, Tatiana Ali from the Fresh Prince. Ooh, they just banged down, dude. Look. Wow. Yes, yep. And the next thing I know, you're rolling. Look, she fuck. He fucked the words out of her. Kicking and biting. Yeah, she bite him. Oh boy, I don't know about her Besides, career. It wasn't my fault. He goes to the gym. He's going to the gym four night, four days a week. No, you know? She was in Jason Takes Manhattan. Exactly. Have you ever yeah. had a lady put on a silk robe after sex? Uh, no, I can say that for, for definitively. No, I never have you either. Know. I've seen and if a, she did, I would be like, what are you, 47? One thing that is sexy Come to me, me. post-sex, when a woman a puts on one of your t-shirts, I like that. I think it's kind of cool. You, it's so much so you think, I feel like you have it laid out just in the, in the corner of her eye, happens. hoping. <laughs> hey, look at this t-shirt You here. pull out and just roll over and you're just like. There's a woman who did that. Got once, a lot of t-shirts. She was just know. a go-to that I was having sex with. And, and she did that. I, I should have known she was the one at that moment. <laughs> That was the one that got away. She's went into without even asking and put a t-shirt on. I she's was like, in she's cool. Perfect like, she's PJs, cool. and he is in a wrinkled pair of fucking Hanes boxers. This was when people, when boxers were new. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Like, he was probably seen as a slob that adds to his slobbish character. No, boxers, okay. I got into boxers in college. On my way. I had tidy whiteies in, into my teen years. I didn't like them. They were I got boxer briefs later because I was getting chub rub with boxers. Oh. When you're a fat guy and you walk. Your thighs. Your thighs rub and you end up with creamy, fucking smelly, fucking yeah. ball thighs. You have, to, you have to clean up. You have to clean up. And yep. you get boxer briefs and it just eliminates it. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. Beyond you, old Louis. But I don't like, I feel like a child. I feel like a four-year-old <laughs> when I'm wearing fucking tidy whiteies. Well, so, yeah, oh, you might absolutely. as well wear like pantaloons or what's the with the pictures on it oh you mean granimals yeah <laughs> remember granimals hey you're gonna match a they were called uh, underoos underoos they were called yeah yeah underoos 
I remember when someone wore underoos, that was a sign that you were not a cool kid. We had underoos on when I was 10 years old. I can say this definitively. I never wore underoos. So for that reason, I'm, I'm actually somewhat cool. Yeah. I'm not cool, but I'm somewhat cool. Because you never wore underoos. I never wore underoos. I wore underoos. And I'm very cool. Ooh, I was Keith. four. Yeah, but even I didn't wear those. No, you have <laughs> underwears. I had dark. I had Darkwing Duck. I think there was a hundred and one Dalmatians were on a pair. You know they sell adult underwears. Oh well, now no, that's that's kind of what is this country? It's consumerism and their identity, and it's part of their ego. And I want to hold on. I was thinking I this today. I'm twenty three. I was thinking this today, and this ma- this has to do with I think a lot of coddling that's gone on because you see it in fields of like work where. People like something so much and they feel so much like like with comedy people like there are people in comedy that it makes them feel good and watching comedy made them feel good and it yeah and it took them away from they were bullied and it you know they watched Arrested Development and it fucking made me feel worthy yeah and then they feel like because it makes me feel so good I want to do it but then I think they feel like that their love of it should count towards like they're yeah. standing in it it's like no no you have to be funny you have to be really good at you, it you have to put good jokes together you have to have a, a decent personality and i just think across energy, the board we know? live in a society where if someone really loves something you're kind of forced to like well just kind of dumb the dumb the system down so they'll be good <laughs> because you don't want to hurt them they love this yeah well too bad uh getting your heart ripped out is a rite of passage of existing Getting your heart Not even with out, your heart you know. ripped out. I just think across the board in yeah. all fields of profession. You that have, was you have people. A... You have people that enter fields because, like, not with the prospect that they could be good at it. They take on daunting tasks because it makes them feel good, well, and they're a fan of it. And I just think that, yeah, like you need more of a realization of just like, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm yeah, really I, I think there's some truth in that. You know. Like I love podcasting and I'll, I'll always do it, but there will be a time eventually where I probably have to get a better job (laughs) and you can still do a podcast. Of course. Wait, what do you think I'm doing? This guy (laughs) is on the minds of people. They wish to pay him respect because they know him to be a superior man. Oh, Does man. Anyone it looks like Carlos fucking Louis Guzman. Who is that? Man? Yeah. Yeah. Who's this guy had no career. Or is it a one man congregation? So he's one of the twins, like the only good player on the twins. Thou shalt not make fun of Carlos. He's Ricky Henderson. They do a lot. They do like the, it's also the Latin thing. He's got a barcode tattooed on the back of his neck. Holy shit. (laughs) I think I know who that guy is in the middle. So we're going to go through. We got oh. conserv- Stern Conservative Dinosaur is an NFL head coach. Oh, so who, who's who's that archetype? Must always establish the run. Never goes for it on fourth down. That's prefers, like Chuck Knox. Prefers field goals to touchdowns. Relies yeah. on strong defense, which is never forthcoming. Uh, beams with pride whenever his quarterback is described as a game manager. <laughs> and then you have forgettable bureaucrats. So, so who's that? Who, who, who's the Stern? Who's the, who's the dinosaur? That's I would you even you can throw Ditka into that. You like your seventies yeah. coaches, Chuck Knoll. Yeah, yeah. Well, well um, Chuck Knoll they had an offense at the end of his career, but they they were all defense early on. Uh, uh, Chuck Raymond Knox, Barry. Chuck Knox was a ground Chuck. So they used to call him Ground Chuck. The, the Rams won their division five years in Jimmy a row. Jimmy Johnson. 
Um, no, it's Jimmy probably Johnson, one of those guys. No, Jimmy Johnson was a. Uh, he was like an offensive guru. Uh, no, he wasn't a guru. Look at they get to play on the turf. What, what he knew to do, he knew how to make talent play well. He got the max out of talent. Like he was also one of these guys. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson. Was like, yeah, yeah. I treat my talented players differently. You want to know why? Because they're talented. So you know, you got to treat them all the same. No, you don't treat them all the same. You treat them differently. You know, they're different personalities. You know. God, this stadium was such a disaster. Oh. So they're basically going to watch the fucking team play. We're, we're going to fast oh. forward a little bit here because we're fucking, we got fif- about 15 minutes left. Here. Yeah, Minneapolis, yeah, the, the, they would, they would, they dole out for, is it, was that Red Auerbach? They dole out some money. Like, Come on in, Major League Three. We'll, hey, we'll f- let you film a movie in Minneapolis. We got something to offer, you know? Oh, so this is the game they're playing. Oh, God. Old men. Just, ugh. With, with their arms oh, yeah. folded, just old They man. drew a little bit of a crowd, though. I wonder how much those actors made, if that was really surly old people who had to watch the game. Oh, those extras. They were extras. Yeah, well... It's, you know, the first one was in a county stadium. Where was the second one? What, what, what stadium were they in the second one? Baltimore. They were in Baltimore. Yep. So Minnesota rolled it out on this one. Because Minnesota was Angels they, in the outfield, too. they filmed some parts in Comiskey for part two for Major League Two. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that stat. A lot of Sox yeah. fans will, will pull that out on you. You know, those Midwest teams were like, hell, we'll make a little money. Make a little side money doing this. Why not do this, you know? We'll have them use our stadium. Yeah, these are all extras. They're making like 65 Well, and bucks. I love how they frame these shots because that's like exactly the amount of people that, that they That are have. there, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then they might have super OG superimposed them into uh, those seats back there. The whole like, no, I, I think they're actually there. Fucking that stadium. Them, that stadium is a... Terrible stadium. Well, it was a football stadium. Yeah, it was made for football. The the owner was... Calvin Griffith was notoriously cheap. He put no money into that stadium when they made it. It was all made for football. And for football, it was a... I don't want to say it was a disaster. They had a home field advantage. So here we go. had a home field advantage. This is the last one, and then we can probably finish it up on the movie here. Sure. Failed CEO. Organized meticulous. (laughs) Hardworking and diplomatic. Always says the right things. Asserts himself... Um, as the voice of the entire organization with no one else allowed to talk to the media. Dom Capers is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Dom Capers was a consummate professional who served as an inaugural head coach of not one but two expansion franchises. Uh, not two. Uh, he too has a worse career winning percentage than Gase. This whole article was, was a yeah. list of coaches who aren't as bad as Adam or, or Gase worse is than better Adam than Gase. Yeah, Gase is better than them, yeah. And their name, yeah, Scott Linehan was like, yeah, he's like the technocrat. He was a Viking offensive coordinator. And he was terrible. For I the wonder Rams. what Wanstead would be. He would probably be failed guru. Yeah, because he was. Cause he would, he was but he a was name. a defensive guru. Yeah. He was like the Dallas Cowboys guy. This is why yeah. the Cowboys are so good. Because fucking Dave. Because Wani's got their D line. <laughs> I remember Wani was a follow up for for Ditka. He's so dumb. Whenever you see him on the Big Ten Network, his points, he loses his train of thought all the time. You know, and he's got Look, the stupid... Scored. I got a Western PA voice, and uh, you know, here's... A, Is I, that I, Frank Stallone, the manager? Yeah, yeah, it might be, actually. It's, it's someone. <laughs> uh, is it Stanley Tucci? No. no yeah, nah, gay actor Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Known gay actor with six children, Stanley Tucci. Did you see that bit they just did, Crow? Yeah. He threw the ball. Off the wall, and, and it and went it, back at his it, face. Yep, exactly. Because he's a dumb idiot. I think that manager might have been in Moneyball. <laughs> I think he was like played, played Grady Fusen, one of the old school, uh, you know, uh, Look at talent that's like, scouts. That's good pro wrestler shit. He's selling yeah. the injury. Absolutely. That was completely that, that, fake. Did you see that fucking well, green screen? I mean, you realize, you realize that was product placement for, that was Northwest Airlines, which was a Minneapolis company. 
They, they were still around then, Northwest Airlines. Yeah, they probably they, they got a little money. They're not outrageous about that. Exactly. Well, Minneapolis is a business town, man. There's a bunch of Fortune 500 companies up there. They got a lot of money up there. People don't realize that, but Minneapolis has got some cash. This guy, the rosin bag is a hacky sack for this guy. You know. <laughs> oh, he's the Barry Zito. Whenever Zito would play like an all-star game, they'd be like, here's Zito's warm-up routine. And they play like weird sitar music. Like, look at, he does this odd-looking stretch, this California athlete. It's like, yeah, it's because he wants to have a limber body. He's contorting it in a bizarre way. You know, he's going to we'll close this you know, out on this week in TV history. Of course. Yes, I like that. That's a good one. But yeah, this is uh, th- that stadium is a bad baseball stadium. I saw many a game there, and many a bad game. I bet you I saw the A's lose there two thirds of the time. They'd win one game and lose two all the time. I remember in '90 they won a game that Dave Stewart pitched a four hitter. He was borderline unhittable. I love that one. That's always my favorite when you know the instead of just saying shutout they have to add other depth to it so they'll be like he threw a six and a half hitter over <laughs> fucking nine in like he scattered would you just know? say he was good you know you don't have to but you know but four hitters do you know how many one hitters nolan ryan threw like 47 it was like probably. 37 yeah and he and he threw like 52 two hitters it's like he had i mean guys could not hit him his fastball was just it was devastating. It was, a, it was an explosive pitch. All right, so we're starting at the 11th. We're going to work our way forward quick. Um, 74, ABC airs the final episode of Love American Style. Oh, Love American what Style. What was that show about? That's, the, that's a show where I only really know the title of. That, that was a, uh, it was supposed to be like modern, it was like a sex in the city of the early 70s. It was like modern dating and romance, and it was like... Like modern family, like a deemed, modern family? It was deemed kind of a hip show. Like, it was about singles. It's a very, you know what it is? It's very first half baby boomer show. Like, if you were born in 1948, you watched Love American Style, and it was kind of hip. I don't know this. You, know? you might... 1990, actor Joseph Cotton undergoes vocal cancer operation. I have no idea who that he is. He was 84. Yeah. Let's see here. Bang through. <laughs> this day in history. Once was, they get to the births, I'm out. I don't want. I don't care who was born. Yeah, you want to hear about like the debut of a show, or yeah, uh, yeah or the cancellation of a show, or a. Uh... Going to the twelfth here. Yep. <clears throat> you sometimes shit ain't shit happens. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Anything in forty nine, it's just usually some minstrel shit that airs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone got a television. Nineteen sixty six. This week, the Joker is C- the Cesar Romero Joker. Debut. Debuted. 1967, NBC uh, premieres the colorized remake of Dragnet. Wow. Wow. Which was, I guess, I mean, that still had the same cast. Didn't it still have Potter and yeah, fucking yeah, Joe yeah. Friday? Yeah, and, J- and J- Joe for Jack Webb. Absolutely. 68, nighttime version of Hollywood Squares premieres on NBC. They really Ooh. tried to milk that cow. That was actually a big old-timey ploy that they would do is they would always try and do... Yeah, that's Grady Fuson from... from uh, from a, the, the movie with Brad Pitt. The they Money tried Ball. to do yeah. a nighttime or a daytime tonight show, like back in the day. <clears throat> like that was a big TV trope. If something was successful, instead yeah. of just yep. like leaving it alone, they would just be like, well, let's just do this, do a daytime version of this. I yeah. mean, they let Letterman do that. did like a daytime comedy show. Well, that was his first show. It wasn't at night. Uh, he didn't get good until it got at night. I remember watching yeah. his morning show, uh, but, but you could tell something was missing on it. And when, when he went to the night after... After Carson, he was the cone this of my generation. Letterman was great in the 80s. All in the Family is famous great. for having first in a lot of stuff. Yeah. First to call people like to be overly racist and it be acceptable. Oh, yeah. We all love All in the Family. Of course. Um, 
All in the Family premieres on CBS this week, 1971, features the first toilet flush on yeah, television. Yeah, exactly. There's like toilet humor. It, no, tra- but like it, they're talking literally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was toilet humor. No, it was the first one. Listen, that show was revolutionary. But was the f- toilet flush to signify toilet humor? Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be like, because, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom, Edith. And he goes up to the bathroom and like flushes the toilet. Like, and it was always at a key point it in was the conversation. Like, oh, he, shit. he just it, took a shit. Yeah, exactly. It would be like his exclamation point to like. Now eat, get up there eat, and Edith. get your chest over that table there, Edith. <laughs> but yeah, or like Edith would be making some statement and that would be the exclamation point. Like, you know, this Nixon, I might like, be like flushing the toilet and the audience ate it up like candy. They loved it. They loved that show. Got thirty million viewers a week. Thirty fucking million. That's a lot. That's a lot of people tuning in. You know, shit didn't ain't dick happen on the thirteenth. It's huh. a dead day in fucking huh. show business. Yeah, there's no business. Yeah, this is like this is the minor league team bonding. You know, going to a cheap little dive bar. Oh, this- that's why it happened. They do like a best. They do like another game. Yeah. Oh, it's a we'll best fast of three. forward to that. <laughs> Look at <laughs> Yeah, this is like a club in uh in Minneapolis. Minneapolis got kind of a hip nightlife, but it ain't as cool as Chicago. It's just not as cool. Well, yeah, it's, it's not just, as big of a city. Yeah, I it, mean, it's and the winter's a little harsher. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's got some hipness to it. It's not a totally lame city at all. Got some good live music venues, but it's just not as cool as Chicago. <laughs> I just want to let you all know that. Uh it's very proud of itself. When you go to like Twins games in the Metrodome, they would have an advertisement for the state of Minnesota. Here's what it would say. We like it here. That's what it said. We like it here. Well, what does that mean? We li- hey, hey, we, those of us in the know, those of us, Keith, we like it here in Minnesota. You have to convince yourself well, when you live in extreme conditions. There were conditions. like a few movies that were there. So for a while, well, you Prince, had like, well, the Mighty you know, Ducks were here. You know, yeah. I mean, Prince. Prince is obviously, a, you know, he's obviously a megastar that came out of Minneapolis. Saint Shonda Paul. Rhimes was born this week. That's a big birthday. We, well, wouldn't, she, uh, in a, we wouldn't have Grey's Anatomy without her. Actually, well, she well, makes every show now. She's like the Chuck Lorre <laughs> of today. When was she born? How old is she? I don't want to go back. Hold I on. picked up a woman who was getting off her security guard shift. That's such a forty-year-old <laughs> woman thing to want to know. Is how old somebody is. <laughs> I, I just oh, well, how old is she? You're you know, trying to compare her success versus yours. No, no, I'm God. kidding. No, I, <laughs> I picked this woman up at Prospect Studios. They filmed Grey's Anatomy and General 1970. Hospital. 1970. She was she's she was born in 1970. Okay, so she's my age. So yeah. you're, you're younger than me. Yeah. Again, they, at Prospect Studios, they film Grey's Anatomy and General Hospital. They filmed General Hospital there, which is, uh, you know, that, that show has been on since like, I Soap think operas are 16... never going to die. Yeah, absolutely not. They are they're they never going to die. Genre. They're like the news. It's like the meet the press. Yeah, absolutely. Drama. Absolutely. Because you can just remorph characters. You don't have to do shit. You can just kill people off, bring them back to life as a new actress. And yeah. just be like, she got face removal surgery. By the way, no one cheers this way. This is when you know nerds who don't know well, sports. Well, if your local buzz were playing the Minnesota Twins, you wouldn't be buzzing about that? The, the, they don't cheer that way. It's, it's not one person. It, it, it doesn't look that way. It looks very contrived. People cheer in different ways. And they'd also be very tense, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very just questioning everything. Everyone doesn't cheer in the same way. You know, They only cheer that way when they've truly won the World Series. You know, it's like... No, you cheer in different ways, you know. As you know, uh, Keith, I I like to go to a visiting park and cheer loudly for the visiting team. This week, the Today Show (laughs) premiered in 1952. I might add. 
1952, the Today Show premiered. Wow. 1991, Barbara DeAngelis show premieres on CBS. Barbara D'Angelo? DeAngelis. Oh, oh, okay. I, I thought it was uh, the woman who was in a... No. Who was a dating Al Pacino. 1976, the Bionic Beverly Woman debuts. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that and being into it. Like, I mean, because I thought Lindsay Wagner was cute. Like, Lindsay Wagner was pretty. I was like, wow. And she was a bionic woman. Like, whoa, it's different from bionic yeah, man. Yeah, and it's like the $6 million man. It was like exactly. woman, the $6 million man. Yeah, absolutely. L- Lindsay Wagner, who was, uh, she was in uh, The Paper Chase with Timothy Bottoms. Not, to- not to be confused with Thomas Bottoms, but Timothy Bottoms. The next year. 1977 what do you think premiered uh early in the year uh roots roots was on that was a miniseries in the early early 77 fantasy island fantasy island did yeah i, I was a huge that was fan your show of, yes that was like the like the pocket of the age they were trying to get like you were right up their alley i feel oh, like. oh i mean that show was look that, at that look was at Aaron you Spelling. doesn't even want to watch that was Aaron Spelling at his height. Aaron Spelling was like, that's when he hit his stride. He had he had a string of hits. Dynasty? Did he hit Dynasty uh, in the 70s? He did Charlie's Angels. He did uh, he did Fantasy Island. He did The Mod Squad. He did, I think he did Dynasty a little later, but he had another show in the late 70s that was huge too on ABC that I should know. I think he did Vegas uh, with uh, Robert Urich playing Dan Tana. Uh, so he, and he had another one too that was huge. 1958, the New York Yankees announced that 140 MLB games will be televised on WPIX. The season deal is worth over a million dollars. What year was that? 1958. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they sent an individual contract. It's like, you know, they, hey, you know, the Yankees were 75 stupid. Space Mountain opens. Good. Oh, I, I remember when I first time I did Space Mountain. This is part of the so segment. That was a big cultural deal. Oh, absolutely. I went to Disney World. I was seven years old, 1976. So, but do you remember Space Mountain opening? Oh, look, oh yeah. So, so Walt Goggins and, and old Bacula are, are like, horns. they're boys now. No, oh, they're oh. like friends now. Well, think, what was the breakthrough? What was the breakthrough? They're just fucking chums. You know, <clears throat> they fucking drank a beer. Just, it's just, look at how small here, he Do you is. know what the impetus was? 40 minutes of a movie <laughs> is what made them friends. Uh, and he's probably going to lay down a bunt now. <laughs> you know something? Skip's got it right. I'm going to lay down a bunt yeah. in this situation. 40 minutes of a movie. That's all that Never happened. mind that I, I will get, get to the majors slower, you know. Uh, I had a buddy who was a minor league baseball player. He said, you sell your soul in a hurry. Like he was, a, he was a sidearm. Well, yeah, left I was even pitcher. thinking about that before we were like. It seems because you make like league minimum type money. Oh, you make so, nothing. You make but nothing. On a, if if you're telling someone who is a minimum wage fucking dishwasher, they make more money than that. It's the reason it's nothing is because you have to live like a professional baseball player. It's not like you fucking make. You know, you make like eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year. As a triple A player, you might. As but, a single A player, you make maybe. But you're 30, living in hotel grand. rooms. It would be different if it was your home club and you got a nice house in the town that you're playing in. Yeah. But it's not like that. Look at that. This buddy of mine was. He played for a uh, class A team in West Virginia, and, and they had a house next to a nurses college. So all these guys would get laid by these nurses. What an anticlimactic end. I know. <laughs> he just cleared the bases. They just beat the Minnesota Twins. Uh, on there. Got some children jumping in there. Good I don't job. think they've ever revealed what city they're in. It's yeah. just the AAA team for the Twins. Triple <laughs> A guys probably make... Probably make... I could look it up right I'm gonna now. I'm going to say they make about 85 grand a year, maybe. That could be less. It could be less. I'm gonna say about eighty-five grand a year. 
single A team. I mean, you, you know, you also get a stipend. Like in, in AAA, you probably get a stipend of like, you know, your salary and like you know, 75 bucks a day to live on to get like restaurant meals or pay for a hotel room. You know what I mean? Like you get a stipend also. You get that in, in, in single A. But I think in single A, you probably make, I don't know, 1500 bucks a month maybe. You don't, you don't make a lot of money, man. I, yeah. I guarantee you don't, you know. Let's 1500 see. is low. Oh, but... I, I looked up AAA and it had the company, like the insurance company. Oh, yeah. AAA salary. I got it. I yeah. got it. I got it here. God, he's just, look at him. He's just. Triple A players stand to earn uh, the most, going from a five hundred and two minimum weekly pay to a seven hundred dollars. So they're basically making five to seven hundred dollars a week. Oh, that's nothing. It's like it's like a minimum wage job. That, that, that that's like what I do with 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 Lyft, you know. But if someone told you right now, if you were to make the same amount of money, but you could play baseball. Would you do it? Well, oh, look, of course. Yeah, if, if you're able to do it and you like doing it, play baseball. I'd play with do no fingers. <laughs> if you, you know, these guys are so spoiled. Even they though the diabetes, so much money. even though the diabetes is about to take my foot, I'd still go out there <laughs> and perform like, admirably. <laughs> That's a total Chicago adjective. Admirably, absolutely. It's such a Chicago adjective. You know, that's what I do. You know, it's like one time I think I told you this. I was listening to a a Packer game on the he radio. He wants to still train. He says he basically he turned down a job as a major league baseball manager and said, "I want to teach the boys." My, you know, that's just that's knowing no, what you are. That's no, knowing yeah. that's knowing what you are. That's like knowing that you're not good enough to draft yeah, good no, players. You go to the majors because so you, you're going to get paid major league money if you do that. Yes, the pressure is intense, but you take it. You got an ego. And look, he's going to marry this fucking mute fucking broad. <laughs> oh, that's your that's your fourth line. Yep, she said nine words the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I know she had n- literally no character development whatsoever. So that was I it. wasn't invested in it at all in her. That was you know? the episode. Did it we was. have fun? There were some good moments in there, but you're right though. The whole the, you know it's an ad. I was listening to the halftime of a Packers game. Uh, it was it was a a Packer game, and some guy came on on the radio. This is right when the Badgers had won the Rose Bowl, their first Rose Bowl. And this guy was so Wisconsin out. He's like, you know, I think it would be a nice gesture if the, you know, if the Packers were to invite her, yeah, if they would invite the 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 Badgers to the halftime of a Packers game and give them an award, not the entire team, just five or ten of the players and the coaches. Like he was like calling up, like that was just, you know, I think it would be a nice gesture. <laughs> the word gesture, I think it would be a nice gesture. You know, Jesus. right? Oh yeah, here we go. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. the wind down music. You know, it does not it's not here to hype <laughs> you up. <laughs> so yeah, this is I'm getting my I always get my last wind at the end. I want to yeah. get a few more thoughts. No, that's in. why I added this song. Exactly. You got 20 seconds to get your wind down. I I I can't stick because this God, it reminds me of something. This song. When I first started binge watching Next Generation, WKRP was on before, and I used to hate hearing this song. Yeah, well, I was like, "Ooh, look at they, 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 they're like rocking out, like yes, Johnny Fever, we're at a radio station, aren't we really cool? It's 1979, and we're at a radio station. We have a lot of drug humor, you know." I was like, Johnny Fever was always having hangovers and stuff, you know. Well, Tim Reed, that's the show, guys. It's good. It was good. Yeah, it was a memorable. I could, I could let you go. At the end, you always will be like, I'm done. And then I end the show and you're just like, you're going. Yeah, it's all good. No, I don't care. It's a fun time. Follow us on Thanks social media. Listening. He's Insecure Comic. I am Keith Pazel. 
Uh, we love you. Follow the channel. Do all the things you're supposed to do. We yep. love you. Absolutely. Look at this cast. Nothing ever changes